another episode of black man do talk where we have overdue conversations from a black man's perspective it's yeah, your yeah. boy caleb edward lee berry what's popping cuz it's your boy trey yo 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 it's street hymns doing hymns for the streets because the streets need him what's popping i heard that's that in a while. crazy i heard that in a i didn't know you even still did that that's my slogan it is yeah i just ain't heard did it you anymore. have the same slogan when you went by love nindo yes i did when i was battle rapping Indeed. Mm-hmm. Did, did they call you Nindo when you were when you were rapping? These people still call me Nindo to this day. Ah. I went to DC. People called me Nindo there. It was like, oh, what up, Nindo? They're yeah. not close yeah. friends, are they? Nindo, Nindo's my gamer tag, so you know I am. Nindo. Oh, true story. I'm highly regarded okay. in the gaming community as Nindo. Ah. It's like when I like when they see me, it's like, oh my gosh, it's you're Nindo. Nindo. It's love Nindo. They know what's up. <laughs> the lover of Nindos. They, they know what's up. Top five hundred. Mora. Top 500 is wild. You feel me? It's a lot of people in the top if it's top 500. No, no, no. I'm talking about top 500 in the world. You're top 500 in the world and what? In, uh, in America, what for sure. Okay, yeah. so then America. I actually reached 300. So I was 300, top 300 players. In what game? Overwatch 2. Overwatch. Yeah. I like a little fun game. I'm built like that. Because yeah. you're like a fun game. game. And then also, I'm really, really good at Isabel on Super Smash Bros. That's like my two main games. Indeed. Nindu. Call this man out. Nindo. For all my gamers out there. How was y'all week, man? It was good. I went to DC. <laughs> went to the Smithsonian. <laughs> Learned about black people. So you reluctant. And uh yeah, it was it was chill. I hung out with a bunch of Christian rappers. Uh it was a thing called Ownership is a New Black. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was put together by Derek Miner. He has a company called we own now slash ownership is a new black and it was just a dope time to be around other black creatives that are owners of their movements Mm. and as somebody who is very very critical of the government to be able to get with people hang out go through policies after talking about the policies then go to (coughs) capitol hill Mm. And then talk to our local Senate representatives about those policies and what we want to push. I was like, man, you know, the government is really just people. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. actually just going and talking to those people, yeah. it was refreshing. Because it's like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Who, I can't be mad at Josh at the front desk. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We love you, Josh, at the front desk. But Shouts they knew who Josh. I was. They was like, yo, you're Street Hymns. I was like, yeah, because oh, they wow. went to SMU. The government knew you. Yes. Shocking. Oh, Capitol Hill. They watching you. Capitol. So you know what I'm saying? I was just, I was, just, hey, I, I sat up there. I was like, man, I'm just so trill. Yeah. And I'm only so trill. Um, and I'm just sitting here on Capitol so Hill. Okay. Trill. Freaking rappers, bro. I don't know. All Damn, right. What more do you want from me? He <laughs> <laughs> was we? like, you know who I am, Nindo, top 300. Yeah, fi- yeah, 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 yeah. Talk yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, top yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Talk to him. I actually lost my rank as of recently, so I didn't get it, to be honest. So Dang. top 700. I dropped two whole ranks. So like, I went from top 500. To Grandmaster, now I'm master. So I got to get my so Grandmaster like, back. Top and then 2K? On your it, man. I'm like top 100,000. Yeah, ah. It's bad. It's bad. That's bad teammates, man. But it's cool. Not even worth mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week, man? How was the week for you? Uh, no, it was cool, man. I'm trying to think what happened. Um, 
nothing like nothing I can put my hands on. But it was it was a good week. Uh we uh are inching closer and closer to camp. Mm-hmm. Um so that's you know, we're we're full steam ahead preparing for summertime. If you need a place for your child to go, um and you live in the DFW area, hit me up. DLFTX.org. Register for camp. It's free ninety nine. They love the kids. We love the kids. It's free ninety nine, ages Six to eighteen, you know what I'm saying? Trying to help out the parents. We know camp can be sometimes a hundred, two hundred fifty dollars a week say. per child. Yeah. yeah, it's free over here, big dog, and it's quality. And we're gonna teach your kids about the Lord. That's dope. The Lord. So what uh, yeah. what camp y'all going to? Uh, no, we put on the camp. Oh, at the okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We true put story, on the camp, story. so we do one. We do one in conjunction with uh, Jaden them at behind every door. Oh, true story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so we do, we got that going. We are we are taking kids to KA too. Nice. Uh, nice. Was that the one I danced at? Like, I, I yeah, yeah. We were still oh, doing okay. virtual. Yeah, 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 we were still doing virtual. You, sh- bro, appreciate you for up. that, bro. We still talk about you to this day. <laughs> <laughs> like Trey, your friend still dance? I said, yeah, he still dance. He still be out here dancing, popping, yeah, moving. I'm be stretching uh, a lot more though. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you, black man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, what else? Um, we got worship night coming up on Friday, so we have rehearsal yeah. for that. That was dope. That was fun. Nice. Um, shout out to my friends back somewhere over here. Yeah, 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 right there. Yeah, they're, they're great people. Um, are they in frame? I don't know. I guess we'll find I out don't later. Think so, nah, I, t- I know that. I know. I know they are. You might have to. Y'all might you know, be right there, yeah. baby. We would you love your saying? lovely. We love your face. Lovely and handsome face. We need some more men at the podcast. <laughs> you know, we actually do. <laughs> this is wild. Um, like we have men that show up. They just never. We, they don't frame. get in the camera space. You know. Yeah. What I'm saying? One thing I am very proud of that I did though is so when I was younger. My mom used to do this really, really funny but petty thing where she would like, like Christmas, she would like tape all of our boxes with our presents shut, like to kingdom come. Like we would have to, we would be opening gifts and boxes for like 10, 15 minutes trying to get into them. And so to, uh, to, uh, for her Mother's Day gift, I got her, I got her like this, this you mug. Did that. I did. I got her like this mug, and the box was maybe like this big. Yeah. But we had an old printer box. Yeah. So what I did was I put a, uh, the mug, the, the electric mug, that, again, this big, inside of a printer box that was like maybe half the size of that table. Yeah. And I taped that bad boy to Kingdom Come. Yeah. She opens it, and she's like, oh, they got me a printer. I mean, yeah, I could definitely use a printer. <laughs> She opens Payback, it. Payback, mom. Yeah, she opens it and she's like, ah. You got, got me. me. You got me. So Payback, man. Pretty fulfilled. Shout out to all the mothers on this lovely I was about mother's to say, day. yes, it is Mother's Day for all those watching right now, currently right now. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not when you watch this episode, but it is what it is. Shout out to the mamas out there. We love you, mamas. Shout out to the mamas Facts. in all forms. All forms of mama. The spiritual ones, the physical ones. Adopted ones. ones, the single ones. Uh, holla at my nigga Barry. Bring me them lips, Barry. Hey, step that in. I ain't mad at it. Hey, yo, relax. I ain't mad. Look, relax. I ain't mad, I ain't mad at it. Nah, but uh, my week, my week was uh, <laughs> said, I ain't mad at it. Not at all. Uh, nah, my week was yeah, bro. Look, it's nigga, man, I'm here for it. That's a wild one. Bro. <laughs> Bring me them lips, Barry. At it again. <laughs> Don't no listen to these fools. They have no evidence of any of that. It's on. It's on video. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> references. <laughs> nah, my week was a uh, my week was a week. 
it was one of them weeks where it's just like, eh, whatever. I'm glad it's over type stuff. Cool. But uh, it was uh, there were some highlights in there. You know what I'm saying? Like got to go to a coffee shop with one of the homies, um, and then just came up with a uh, a project for this video that we plan on shooting probably in the next few weeks. Okay. Uh, Dan's video. So I'm excited for that. And uh, what else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was it. What you get your mama? <sighs> she hasn't gotten it yet, unfortunately. I, I did not do well with uh, sending it on time. But you know mm. those books that have... Mm. Uh, mm. So she, mm. she's an author. She mm. writes books. Uh, there's this book that you can kind of customize to where it's like you can make your mom into a superhero. Um, and then it's like... it's And you can customize the actual character to look like her. You know what Fire. I'm saying? Fire. So I did that. And then there's also a character in there that looks like me when I was a jit, when I was like three or something. And then like jit means Caleb. Jit means child. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that Florida slang. Shouts out to my Floridians. Crazy folks. Bro. Down the Marco, Pull out the stick. That's fire. But yeah. yeah. Man, that's fire, bro. That's yeah. fire. I, when I, I would, saw it, I was I would like, accept oh, being late if I, if I got to be a superhero. Yeah. You know. And it's crazy because yeah. there's several stories in there. It's like a superhero one. There's like a circus one. It's just a bunch of stuff. But like it's all characteristics of... Just a solid mom, man. Indeed. Mitchell, what'd you get your mama? I got her some Nishane Hakavat mm. parfum. It smells good. Eau de Toile. It sounds like it smells good. It smells delicious. English, please? It's, a, it's perfume. It's perfume. Oh, okay, indeed. It's a unisex. Uh, fresh scent. Mm, talk to him. Has some pine, uh -huh. citrus. Okay. Some notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, some uh, notes of pine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some, yeah what are the tones? Is it earthy? Mm. Is no. it full bodied? No, 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 no. It's not full bodied. Like woodsy. Oh, it's light, kind of no, light. Oh, definitely lighter. Definitely light. Okay. Is it like it's a cream? No oud. Is it like a creamy? <laughs> like a creamy or like no, a powdery? No, not like at powdery? all. It's more fresh. Mm -hmm. Fresh. No, not powdery. Is he? You got listen, mm. nigga. Dude, I'll, I'll give you this. <laughs> you, uh, you missed that episode. My bad. You know, so he he ain't get he ain't get put up. No, <laughs> I watched get, it though. That's get. why I'm trying to engage. I did watch it. Indeed. Yeah, Actually, I realized powdery was the actual topic of. That's why I said powdery. I didn't know that at first. That's why I said powdery. Yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah. be doing that my homework. Johnson bro. and Johnson. Here, man. Johnson yeah. and Johnson? No, nah, I didn't see my Johnson. But it's, it's a very good thing. That's what he just, just, just And what she, I brought she was excited. Powder. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I guess she gave it to her yesterday. And she's like, oh my gosh, I think you'll give me anything. I was like, dang. I'm a terrible son. Oh, man. Dang. The expectation was it's no not going to happen. Not at all. The like, expectation was it wasn't going to happen. Yo, that's actually right. tough. How do you deal with that? I, I cried myself to sleep. Dang. <laughs> that's crazy. Give yourself you a You woke button. up refreshed, though? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, praise God. Yeah. I used those Did you get a snack? Did you get a snack? Snack and a sleep helps everything. Anyways. It's like a child. Yep. All right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Here, take your applesauce while you cry yourself to sleep, boy. <laughs> All right, to the topic. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so hey, the, yo, first of all, this sound bite he got going is wild right now. <laughs> nah, what? don't be scared. Play it, dude. Yeah, he did it. Play it. Go ahead. Go what ahead. you was about to play? I already played it. Go he ahead. He already Kevin. played it. He oh, played I, it low because he was trying to back. he was trying to skate oh. it in there. Anyway. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, so we we overview conversation talking about like homosexuality, um, especially in light of like blackness. One of the things I was watching uh some YouTube videos, and there was a, I guess you can, it's not a round table, because there was definitely no table, but it was definitely a dialogue happening between two different people, <laughs> uh, two different groups of people. Jubilee? Uh, was it Jubilee? No, nah, it wasn't Jubilee. I think it was, I think it was, what's that man's name? Phil, Dr. Dr. Phil? Something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. So Phil like, is his name, yes. But in the conversation, huh? 
Whoa, what's going on? Hey, yeah. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you, why are you, why are what you doing this? Why are you, no, no, no. Whoa, why are you making no, about me? No, no, Because it, because it's you. I looked at you. Why? But the why? just said, Phil Doctor, Dr. Phil. His name is Dr. Phil. Oh, my gosh. Well, and I'm, 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 I'm how come you're looking Because at you, you're turning it into something that it's not. I didn't say anything. Whoa, hey. <laughs> First of all, hey, you don't have, y'all are literally Whoa. having a whole dialogue. You don't ahead, have to. It's okay. You don't have to yell at me. You have hey, a microphone. Hey, it's not a rap battle. It's oh not gonna catch a body. It's not a rap battle. Bang, <laughs> Give this man rounds. Anyway, but in the conversation, uh, they were talking about homosexuality, different things like that. And then one of the guys that was on there, he equated homosexuality. To blackness, you know what I'm saying. So, um, and then the girl was like, "Wait, excuse me, like you think they're like close to the same thing?" And he was like, "Yes." And he so, equated it in what way? Um, and and th- that was the part that I did miss. You know what I'm saying? Um, but they one of the things I started to think about though, as I heard that, was like, "Yes, like the 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 LGBT plus community." Because I ain't saying all them letters. Um, it's, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, right. with, well. the, with the community like they have their issues that they deal with you know what I'm saying um, and we have our issues too so I was just like okay if you're going to equate it to okay everybody has problems cool everybody got problems but if you're saying their exact same thing because I'm just like I don't wake up feeling black you know um, and there's feelings that they oh, have see, attached see, to okay. yeah you know what I'm saying and so like there's a lot of feelings that's attached with the LGBT community I think that the attraction levels are there like they're real you know, uh, but especially when you get to the pluses, like I woke up feeling like a he, she or a he and I woke up feeling like a, a she or something like that. I'm just like, yeah, this is just feelings that y'all are talking about. So when I've heard them share this, like, I, again, I, I don't know exactly because it was a snippet, but it, de- it definitely got interesting um, in, in my brain just for somebody to say, like, yeah, they're they're the same thing. It's most likely you're dealing with. Uh, social and civil rights. I was just about to say I, I've heard this. I've heard the equa- uh, them equate their, you know, like the problems, civil discrimination, rights. discrimination to mm-hmm. what you know, black and brown people have faced from a you know racial standpoint. Um, they've said that the discrimination that they face is equal to or similar, very similar to what black people have faced, um, which you know, what, which is what. You Which agree? Is, no, I, I don't. I think Why? It's, um, I mean, I'm going to just be very blunt. Like, they enslaved us. Chains, boats, whips, redlining, Fair Housing Act, mm-hmm. you know, Civil Rights Act. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I think, I, I do think that there is real room for conversation for discrimination against people who struggle with you know or identify as mm-hmm. you know LGBTQAI plus um, or even people who identify it as gender dysphoria mm-hmm. I think there's real room to talk about how they are being discriminated against you know from a legal standpoint from a social standpoint there is discrimination there yes that's obvious mm-hmm. but I don't think it rises to that level yeah because that's such a that's like a historic thing. Like we're talking from the beginning of America to now, basically. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, but I think there's real room for the conversation. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Shut yeah. Because I was about to say, even some of the things I've heard when it concerns like 
complaints that I've heard was, you know, they're they're not allowing us to have these spaces because of our I, how, how we identify, right? We can't get this apartment or uh, certain ha- types of housing because we identify as this. That's so when I heard that, I was just like, okay, that's that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Also, like, if that's happening, I'm just like, that's that definitely is a problem. That's so illegal. Um, I, for sure, <laughs> for sure. But I'm just like, okay. But it's but like you said, I don't think it equates at all. I, th- I think you can find some e- like things that equate and situations that. Like from an overview standpoint, well, I think he, he says situational. I'd agree. Yeah, that's that's that. It's hard to overview anything because yeah. then you just start trauma comparisons, which Facts. I don't think are ever ever healthy. Oh, for sure. Because at the end of the day, I've said it a few times. Irrespective of the amount of force, the impact is what is important. Yeah. Because when somebody Fair. says they're hurting, uh, I think the last thing we should do is mention how strong the force of whatever hurt you was. It's yeah. really just, man, how are you feeling or responding in a way that someone else got hit with mm-hmm. with even more impact yeah, or yeah. even more force? So I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, th- I think it uh, to approach it from a standpoint of like who got it uh, worse? Address, yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. never healthy, For or sure. even or, or even like we we experience the same thing, right? Yeah. I think uh, I can look at slavery and look at the Holocaust and say I see a lot of kin to this, mm-hmm. yeah, but. There are few and far in between people who are in the Ashkenazi Jewish community mm-hmm. that would ever accept me comparing the Holocaust to slavery. Mm-hmm. Why? Because even though there were similar things at work, racism, um, the actual actions and the actual struggle was just different. Yeah. Right. And so rather than compare it, uh, I think what's the heart behind it? And I think the heart behind it is <clears throat> they feel and in a lot of ways are validated in the fact that they are treated and marginalized and have a hard time fitting in community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, the media does a good job of um, inclusion and representation, but despite the media's attempts in the day-to-day that I see, I don't feel like they are uh, comfortable <laughs> in how they operate in society um, based on responses of how they're treated. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think even to that point, I think when you start, like, comparing, like, who has it worse, you never really are, are able to deal with the problem. The pain. The actual, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The pain. I'm, not even the problem, but just you never can deal with. Well, the problem presents the pain. Yeah, yeah, but you yeah. can never just deal with how somebody's feeling, mm-hmm. right? If you hit me and I hit you and you're like, well, you hit me harder. Okay, but we still were both hit. Like, let's deal with that. Like, let's mm-hmm. deal with that fact. So, like, I think if we start, like you said, like comparing it is, I think it's never a good place to go uh, because anytime that happens, somebody's going to get belittled. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to be dismissed. And so I think it's more beneficial to just, let's talk about it. Like, why do you feel hurt? Like, what are these feelings? Why do you feel this way? Why do you feel rejected why do you feel discriminated against there's some legitimacy to this right i mean for sure it's obvious like you know they're writing <clears throat> legislation in into into law you know what i'm saying so i think black folk understand that quite yeah. well yeah you know what i'm saying i think you know hispanic folk brown folk understand that quite well mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so like let's talk about how that makes you feel and let's talk about how we can you know coexist in such a manner that I don't have to, you don't have to convert to my way of thinking yeah. for me to love and respect you. Fact. That's just not even the gospel. Yeah. Which which goes to even the next part, too, of just like, 
the church and how we handle, and I would say even specifically the black church and how we handle homosexuality. Terribly. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like, it's just, even in my line, it's like, it, it seems like homosexuality is the worst thing you can ever do. But when it concerns sex outside of marriage or when it concerns like me cheating on my wife or when it concerns pornography or what concerns these other things, these kind of less things, like, oh, I get it. Been there before. But it's like they get chastised so hard for just kind of where they're at and their feelings. I'm just like, man, there's a, there's a way to like show grace in all these areas and love and truth all at the same time for all of these particular areas. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yet we continue to like, it seems like we just like hang them. Bro. For their particular sin struggles, you know I, don't, I don't believe yeah. Christians, by and large, truly understand or even affirm the fact that Christ's death on the cross covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. I don't multitude. think I don't <laughs> think that all of them. I don't think that. multitude. Well, Every that's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, like there's always the sins that we can name mm-hmm. and think of the yeah. worst of the worst, right? Yeah, and then think of the person that did that. Now. Mm-hmm. Can I talk to a Christian and say, so for the person that did this heinous act, and you have it in your mind, is that person able to be redeemed? Mm. Would you tell the gospel to that person? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. for me, yeah. I'm like, you're, you're left with two things. You're left with, well, the judgment should be treat them the harshest way and let the justice system do that, which is basically let them rot in jail. And I'm like, that's interesting. Because now you're saying, not to, not to, not to, because first of all, me, somebody who unfirms and understands that there are sins worse than others. I don't think all sins are equal. I think the equality of sin is they all equal death, separation from God. Mm-hmm. But there are things that you do worse than others that lead to actual punishment of death. The and those things are, yeah, well, yeah, actually, yeah, and a death penalty. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in the scriptures, there are death penalty yeah. actions you can do. And so um, I understand that there are things that are death penalty actions, mm-hmm. but since coming to Christ and since his sacrifice, he's saying that this is superior to that of bulls and goats. Yeah. It is something that can cover a multitude of sins. You know what I'm saying? Like, like even those who blaspheme, except for the Holy Spirit, it was saying, but it's like things that would literally get you killed before mm-hmm. killed, not murdered. That can be forgiven. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do we truly believe that somebody who took advantage of, Children could be forgiven. Yeah. Do we truly believe somebody took advantage of a person could be forgiven? Mm-hmm. Do you truly believe somebody who's a murderer can be forgiven? Yeah. It's like, no, we don't. Mm-hmm. I, like, not, not how we treat people. Yeah. You know what's interesting? You talked about murderers. And I find it very, very interesting that we have, I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, I would say in America, in the American church, we have a very, very consistent presence of prison ministry. I would say we have a very, very consistent presence of... Especially in the black church. I haven't met a black church church. yet that don't want to... I haven't met one either. I mean, it makes sense though, right? It makes sense. But... be everywhere, yeah. What's interesting though is the opposite for, let's say, um, we're talking about LGBTQ, what? Keep going. Yeah. I want to hear what you go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say um I I'd say the opposite is um what we're talking about today, the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. Um I think not only is there a lack of ministry, right? Mm-hmm. Just doing ministry for those lost people, mm-hmm. right? For those people who need love, for those people who need the presence of truth in their life. 
we have forsaken that ministry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we we'll 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 push it, we'll push adoption, we'll push, you know, homeless, homeless ministries, we'll push youth ministries, we'll push ministries in under resourced yeah. and uh and, uh neighborhoods, we'll push broken ministries for broken families. But there's a few places where I see there's a lack of ministry. Mm-hmm. Or or if, if there's not a lack, I would say there's a there is an overemphasis on judgment and, and condemnation. Yeah. Abortion and LGBTQ. Yeah. And I think that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Right? I think I think there's some I, there, there's a part of me that kind of understands it a little bit because it, those things go so directly against the way the Lord designed things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure if that if that plays a part in it. But I I, I What I, you talking about? Like just homosexual people yeah. and abortion. Yep. Those literally are in opposition to God's design. Agreed. Right? I just make sure I knew what you were talking so, about. So I wonder though, right, if we as a church have to take responsibility for the way these things are starting to play out now. Mm-hmm. Because I think they're getting they're they're getting worse as it goes. Right? And I think some of it is you know, the Bible was tell, has told us, like, it's going to get worse and worse the closer to the times it gets. Mm-hmm. But also, like, <laughs> there are gay churches popping up. A lot. Some of these people started off in just church. Yeah. And I wonder how many of these people, you know, were literally shunned, mm-hmm. literally, some of them kicked out, ostracized, mm-hmm. sent to straight camp. Pray to gay away. Yeah. That Pray to gay away. Foolish thing. Right. And so I'm like, man, like, and yeah, I can go. I'm gonna go off in a rant, but nah, for you sure. were flipping in the Bible. No, nah, I was. Oh, I keep the Bible, man. <laughs> I thought you. I thought you had some on deck. My bad. I got a couple on deck, but it's, it's it depends on where the conversation is gonna go. No, I was, um, well, I was. Oh, did you oh, have something in there? Yeah. You sure? Somebody go. Okay. I was busting. We, we let a delegate over here, bro. Anyway, no, nah, I was gonna say like I I agree with what you were saying. Think? I just feel like there's a there's definitely two ends of the spectrum when it concerns this conversation in the church. You got the one side that is just like Westboro Baptist Church, like fags are going to hell. You you know what I'm saying? All this other stuff, like that's what they say on posters. Yeah. Like they picket these, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pe- people in a very hateful way, yeah. and then they put the name of Jesus on that mug, right? Yeah. Then you got the other side that's just like. No, nah, God is for all of this. Jesus is for all of this. And then you have those people. It's like, yeah, well, Jesus is also uh, somebody. Oh, my gosh. This, what's his name? Brandon something. It's some uh, YouTuber. And he was like, uh, this man said Jesus was uh, transgender uh, because Whoa. he was God, but he was in a man's body. That's I said, not even two genders. Mother. There's no transference of genders, I Brandon. <laughs> I said, we're just making stuff up. And so for me, I'm just like, it's interesting. You have people that saying certain things that's like completely like hateful. And then you have these people over here that's just like sharing lies, right? About the scripture. So I'm just like, what does it look like for us to be able to love people in the community and share truth at the same time? You know, and I think that's where we lack. I think we feel like we have to be on one end of the spectrum. But if you're going to love God and love people, then I have to be able to say, this is God's standard. I love God, right? Um, and and this is his truth that I'm sharing with you, and I'm going to walk with you in the space that you're at. Because there are some people who's just like, yo, like, I feel this way, but I also know God's word. And so I'm going to deny my flesh, because we all deny our flesh in multiple different ways, you know what I'm saying? But Thanks. there are people out there right now who have... 
uh, attraction to the same sex and they're denying their flesh on a daily basis. Like, man, to love them well, to, to have communion with them, to com uh, have community with them as well is like one of the best things that we can do in these spaces. So we got to be in the middle. Um, when it concerns this this particular topic. Yeah, I went to a, a conference called Exiles in Babylon. I've actually been there for the past two years. Um, there I've met some amazing people doing uh, God's work, and um, all of them I don't truly or entirely agree with, but then again, there's not a single person in this room who would entirely agree with anything I say. But I feel <laughs> as though when it comes to the uh, conversation of LGBTQ, I think what, what the issue is, is that the church, specifically parents, are just unequipped mm -hmm. on how to communicate. Mm -hmm. um, and I experienced this first when I was in youth ministry, and one of the parents essentially um, found some certain content on a child's phone, and it sparked something in them to be like, yo call them out, so they set up the meeting, and then they were like, hey, I'm disappointed in you, how could you do this, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm hearing this, and they were telling me, like, like yeah, I'm like, nah. Nah. Yeah. nah. It's probably but the, the wrong the way is, to do that one. How, you wouldn't even know what you don't even know. So mm -hmm. for me, it was just like, man, you know, um, this person's experiencing these feelings, this person's experiencing these emotions, and I think what you have to do now is keep the foundation solid mm -hmm. and continue to love them. Yes. Um, but trying to shame them out of uh, wrongdoing is not the answer. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think that that's, that's the approach a, a lot of times what <coughs> we take in the church because of our ignorance. Mm -hmm. It's like, we don't understand how to actually empathize and do the hard work of change. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and it's tough because <laughs> Especially at the black church, uh, we've now made uh, uh, people like, and this is not any diss, but, but people like Jackie Hill, like the poster of change yeah, in the LGBTQ yeah. community. Because mm -hmm. like yeah. she's somebody who was affirming and uh, was titled lesbian, mm -hmm. you know, and then she changed. And now it's almost like, see, it can happen. And Jack, Jackie's proof. It's like, yes, there's proof. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's not then therefore make how it was done with her the way to do it because individuals are different For people sure. are different um like praise god she had a specific individual experience that allowed her to be revealed in things but that's still a process mm -hmm. you know and that process looks different for everyone yeah. as an individual um but yeah you know what i'm saying that's what makes it tough though is that you have to do, like, the individual work. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the way you encounter the gospel is so vastly different than somebody else may encounter it. The way you interact with Jesus can be so vastly different because it is a personal relationship mm -hmm. than anybody else. Then, you know, you or, or Mitch is going to be different than me, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, when it comes to, again, man, like this, this topic, I think, you know, People hear, oh, we need to love people. We need to love these people better, and we need to, you know, be in relationship with them. And, and they hear that as a cop out. And I'm like, man, like let's let's really dig into the Bible and let's find out if that's a cop out, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I think one, being able to relate to somebody is um, 
we have biblical precedent for that in creation. Yeah. When God said it's not good for man to be alone. God walked the garden with Adam, but Adam was unable to relate to the Lord because him and God were on two different planes. Spiritually, they, 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 they were, they were, they were not, he was not able to relate to Adam because God was God and Adam was man. Mm -hmm. He gave Adam Eve and the moment he saw Eve, he was able to relate to her because although she wasn't another man, she was another human. And so I think relatability automatically starts being able to say, we're both human. We both, ex we both experience the same afflictions, the same body, the same types of ailments. We feel heat. We feel cold. We get tired. We get sleepy, right? That's why it was so important for Jesus to come down and literally be in human form. Mm -hmm. We have a high priest who is not unaware of the things we go through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, this, the concept of relatability was something that the Lord understood and established from the moment he created man and woman, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I think also this concept of relationship is so, it's so deep and it's so vast. And, and I think we try to confine, like, uh, I almost say theology, but we try to confine, like, the, you know, these rules of, of, of relationships. Or we try to put black and white rules on how we should be in relationship with people. And I think it, it varies person to person. I would never communicate with Caleb the same way I communicate with Mitchell because I understand Mitchell and Caleb are vastly different. And to try to force Caleb into the same modes and methods of communication that I do with Mitchell would be disrespectful and dismissive of who Caleb is, mm -hmm. right? We see that when Jesus is interacting with Peter, when Peter tricked off, he called him Simon Peter. Why? Because although he was in a different place, he was not operating the way that he wanted him or should have been operating, he still understood that I can still call you by who you were before, and that's a point of reference that we both have. Mm -hmm. I think also you look at how Jesus walked with Judas, he, I, I'm not, you know, whether you believe Jesus knew or not, I think he did. Um, I think there's still a concept there to see that like, man, relationship does not always mean that it is going to be somebody who is directly aiding to your good, right? I think although what Judas did to Jesus did not feel good, but it was de definitely um, a part of his purpose, mm. You know what I'm saying? And so I think these these concepts, relatability, relationship, I think we kind of like dismiss them as like things that aren't as important. Mm -hmm. And I think if you really take the time like to really just kind of study and look at how these things interact or, 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 or kind of play out in the Bible, you'll see like there's some real like there's some real meat and some real truth to like, man, being in relationship with people is actually very much so transformative. Mm -hmm. And I was about to say, Paul, and Paul said on several occasions, too, it's like, remember, you two were once, like, in darkness, right? Right. And I feel like a lot of times we forget that we, first of all, before Christ, lived a certain way. And then also, as we have our relationship with Christ, we forget that we still have inclinations that go totally against right. what God is calling us to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like you're able to show more grace when you continue to remember where the Lord's brought you from. And then also like just kind of where you're at still, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so like, even cause I, man, I went to a Christian school, um, in, in Florida, man. And when I tell you like how people talked about homosexuality, 
um, and the LGBT community. Like, we, we had some cats out there that was on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we had this one brother. Um, and to describe him, like, very flamboyant. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, like... We ended up having lunch together one day and like we just got to talking and just got he got to share his story and different things like that. And like after the conversation, but actually not even after the conversation, during the conversation, I look to my right and I see like some of my friends kind of peeking like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, why are they looking like this? And so after the conversation, That's I go like in. like a dance move. Yeah, you said. It's like a dance move. <laughs> look, it, it, it's in me. Uh, it's Hilarious. It. But no, nah, like, but we got in there they were, and they were just questioning like, what did y'all talk about? Are you good? Do you need to pray that? It's like, oh, like, dude, you don't want <laughs> that spirit you? to jump off on you. And I'm just like, are what? you kidding me? And I'm just like, it's crazy. Why is it that this they, is they, they, they call it the gay contagious? Yes. <laughs> Bro. It's contagious. Bro, because there was another guy. There was another guy. He had went to the lake. It was a gay dude. He went to the lake, and I think somebody went out there to go talk to him. Uh, and then when they told me who it was, I was just like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. But anyway, I was about to go out there as well. Then one of the guys was like, you don't, he said it again. He said, you don't want that spirit to jump on you. And I said, I, I, w I wish you had that same energy for everything else. Yeah. For obesity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my God. For, you know what I'm saying? For fornication. For fornication. For all Stay away from things. her. Neglecting the poor, neglecting you know what I'm the saying? Orphans. Neglecting the poor, the orphan, the widower. You know what I'm saying? Like, stay away from him. You don't want energy. that cussing spirit to jump you off on you. That cussing spirit. Yeah, we gotta stop See. treating treating sin like it's a contagion. Yeah, um, man. Like, and I, of course, you get the concept of what it means to <clears throat> have something that impacts a community. You know, mm -hmm. a little leaven will ruin the lump, but it is. When you are operating in the world or when you are operating in wherever you're at, you're in, not of. Mm -hmm. And so um, I talked about it uh, with the whole aspect of sowing seeds and not allowing the ox, you know, to mix. And then you have these mixed seeds and being unequally yoked and you have the yoke of the ox doing one seed. Then you have another doing a, a, a different type of seed and you don't want to mix them because then you got the carrots now with the cucumbers, you got the, you got your broccoli with your, uh, you got your broccoli with your fruit. And it's like, yo, we have mm -hmm. to make sure that we're keeping things in the same. So I'm sowing seeds. And if you're along my path, that means you're going to be sowing the same types of seeds. But once you start trying to mix stuff, that's when there's an issue. And I think that people think because they're in an area where sin is possible, then that means you're now in sin mm -hmm. or because you're associated with somebody that would be defined as a sinner. You're now associated with sin, which is the same reason the Pharisees were critical of Jesus saying, why are you eating and drinking with sinners? Mm -hmm. and it's like, wait, you can't be doing what you're doing as a man of God, a holy person. And then associating with those outside of us. And it's like, uh, first Corinthians five, I believe it's like, I didn't tell you to, uh, not, <laughs> associate with the immoral people of the world if that's the case you'd have to leave the you world leave but the world. i yeah. told you not to associate with any so-called brother not even to drink or eat with such a one yeah um so yeah i don't know i, I think that uh it's it's a lot of uh, uh <coughs> a mistreatment of a people group because we we have now determined which sins are the worst of the worst yeah and it's funny because these same people that'll say that all sins are equal i'm like okay interesting yeah and I was about to say, and I feel like we we kind of really hit on even that love piece, you know what I'm saying, to be able to love the, that community well, you know what I'm saying? And love doesn't mean agree, agreement, 
You know what I'm saying? So what what would y'all say? And I like I hit on my my answer too after y'all get done. But like, what would y'all even say to like with when it concerns truth? You know what I'm saying? How would you share with somebody in that community? It's just like your beliefs when it concerns this topic. It's, I, I don't know. It's, that's just interesting. I don't know. Not to say this is wor- is worded weirdly. I have I have friends within the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. You know, and they fully understand where I stand. Um, so, how did you like communicate, like with that? Did y'all ever have a conversation? Or they just kind of yeah, I have a whole they conversation. Just, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, we're actually gonna have a conversation with him. Nice. Um, possibly uh, June mm-hmm. or July. His name is mm-hmm. Malachi. Malachi mm-hmm. Stewart. I actually did a whole live with him, and he's one of my friends from the battle rock community who's also gay and who has a love for the church. You know what I'm saying? Like, he has no issue with church people. It's just like, you know, he's like, man, you know, um, this whole thing of this being a a way that I've been made and now I'm being called wrong for this. Um, So we had a great conversation, you know, and for me, um, having friends like himself, having friends that are in the trans community, um, that are transitioning, Mm -hmm. having friends who are lesbian as well, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, or just, you know, experimenting and going through phases, et cetera. Um, I'm called to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Mm -hmm. So setting the pace and then allowing my lifestyle and what I know as truth from the word of God to be what takes the forefront and how I communicate. Mm -hmm. But we're called to tell the gospel and use words when necessary. So that means... I am answering it more with my life than I am with my words. Because mm-hmm. if I'm telling you that I love you, but I'm treating you like crap, then you're going to throw out the message with the messenger. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it's possible to show the truth of the Bible while forefronting the love of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would echo that, man. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, um, and I think we can confidently say this. I think the church has mishandled the LGBTQ plus community um, pretty well. They have mishandled the community like just masterfully. And so I think that comes with the fact that people are more um, invested in telling people who they are and what they've done wrong mm-hmm. than they are in living with people mm-hmm. in their sin. Um, and when I say living with somebody and they're saying, I don't mean like condoning it or sinning with them, mm-hmm. but just allowing them to live the life that they're choosing and like not, like you said, not forfeit love, not forfeit any sort of truth. But it's like, hey, if if this is where you are, that doesn't mean that you have to be, I don't have to be in opposition with you. I don't have to pick at you. I don't have to go out and do and protest you. Like I, I, it doesn't take all that. Like yeah, it's actually... Yeah. Not that's actually counterintuitive to the gospel. I think we have an issue with like the uncomfortability of certain things. Mm-hmm. That's an uncomfortable thing, you know what I'm saying, for a lot of people because it's so it's so different than the way they choose to live their life. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, like Mitch said, I think he said it greatly. Live it out, mm-hmm. speak it with your actions. Mm-hmm. People will remember how you treat them. More than what they will remember what you said. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think you you, you you treat them how you want or how they should be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you you don't have to tell people, when you when you live that way, you don't have to tell people what you believe. They just see it. Mm-hmm. You know 
know what I'm saying? So I think it's so it's so funny to see people like with the God hate fact God hates fag signs and mm-hmm. you know oh. all these people like you know going and saying yeah, right, like right. he said it already. Who said it? Caleb. <gasps> nah, he said. <laughs> yeah, don't, use, don't use that word, bro. Oh, uh, but I mean, you YouTube. Know. Right. No, just ain't just in general. It's offensive. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I know it's offensive, but that's what the sign says. For yeah, sure. for sure. That's, yeah, yeah. Was, it, we're, we're reading out the we're reading out the sign. It's yeah, context. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we ain't calling them that. Yeah. Um, so not, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. Like when church people go with those with yeah. that on their signs, but then they're like, "Oh, we love you." Do you? Yeah. That's crazy, bro. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think there's a lack of wisdom in how we treat people. Yeah. A lot of church folk have the information, but not the wisdom of the Lord. Yeah, I, and I asked that, and those are solid answers. I asked that question just because, like, I had a, when I was a youth pastor, one of my kids was like, man, I got a friend that's gay, and I don't know what to tell him. And I was like, love them. And if, for whatever reason, I feel like we always feel like we got to address somebody saying straight up Man. before we, like, love or even just share the gospel that's in general. It's like, why, why do we feel like you're a drunkard? Get that together. It's like, no, nah, that's not how that works. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and, and here's what's crazy, too. It's just like, as you love people, the Lord either going to, like, tell you to straight up, hey, have a conversation with them, or as you're, like, walking with them, opportunities open up. And in my time of, like, my, my friends that are homosexual or, like, atheists or whatever the case may be, as I've, like gone to dinner with him as I've showed up for him and different things like that these conversations open up mm-hmm. and you get to share truth like and like the undulterated truth like straight up this is what the scriptures say about these particular things and we still homies you know what I'm saying and then you allow the Holy Spirit to work in the stuff that he he's able to change because you can't change nobody you telling somebody, oh, you gay, you need to switch that up that's not going to change nobody Right. you know what I'm saying or you uh, <clears throat> I I don't know. You you're a liar. You you, you got to go change that. It's like nah. It's like love them well, bring truth when the opportunity comes up as well, and allow the Holy Spirit to change the hearts of the people because that's how it happened with you. I wonder if we're more invested in like. <laughs> I wonder if we're more invested in like conversion than we are like, actually like, sharing the gospel. Like 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 hear me hear me. I think there's a difference between sharing the gospel and converting people. Okay. I think, obviously, if I share the gospel with somebody, I would want them to give their life to Christ. Yeah. But he said, make my name known, right? Mm -hmm. Evangelize. Like, take it to all the corners of the earth. That's when he's coming back. I'm paraphrasing several parts of the Bible right now. But I think... We may be more invested in trying to create converts than like just sharing the gospel and allowing the gospel to do the work, allowing the Holy Spirit to do the work. I think it's seen almost as a failure in some in some circles in the church where it's like, man, like, what are we doing wrong that we still got gay people or whatever, you know, out there in the world? I don't know. It's just a thought that came to my head. Yeah, I'm, I definitely agree. I, I think we're called to make disciples and not make converts. Uh, the Holy Spirit does work of conversion. We do the work of following a path that is worthy to follow based on who is at the lead. Um, but I think in the midst of that, it is quite easy to play the light police, you know, in which whenever you see somebody in the wrong, you just expose them mm-hmm. rather than just being present and letting your light so shine before men mm-hmm. and not on them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I do think that uh, 
it's definitely something where we feel like we got to take on the work of conversion. But I think in this culture, though, one of the big questions is in the midst of somebody claiming conversion or being converted, how can they still have a lifestyle that reflects this act? That's you know, tough. Because that's, that's really is like, oh, I'm converted. And I'm I just still like, like men. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah, I'm acting upon this, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think uh, a lot of aspects of the church uh, handle it in a way that is like um, very condemning to the point of not even understanding that a conversation won't even happen. Um, but, you know. Do you think it's like an all or nothing type of deal? Which, what, what part? In like the, that conversation of like, I don't think the conversation is even had most of the time. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like this, com- this, this, this conversation, this context of like conversion. Like, do you think like it's all or nothing? Like, once you can, like, once you accept the Lord, like you it goes be. away. And uh, uh, no, I don't. No, like, is you're saying the attraction? Like, like, just well, we, we could just thought process on that. We could. I, 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 yeah, yeah. So, like, at, from from you guys' experience, like, would you say your perception of people in the church think that once you accept Jesus, once you accept, you know, the way, mm-hmm. um, do you oh, Calvinists? Think- absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Not Calvinist. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's. it's I don't know how we got to the tulips. No, but. no, no it's, that's definitely what that is. Are you talking it's, more it's, so it's about like, the it's struggle? Like once though? You're saved, always save. And if you if you walk away from church, or if you it's like, oh, you never were saved then. No, that's, no, that's literally no, 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 no. I think he's talking, talking about more so like, so like the struggle, the struggle itself. Yeah, the struggle, the struggle like, itself. I, 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 I don't know for Christians. I don't know for a fact what they just necessarily, any struggle, just sin. But yeah, just sin. I, I don't know for a fact what they necessarily believe. But I'm just like, you shouldn't believe that because you got your own life to look at. To where it's like mm. you came to know Christ and yet you still struggled this whole time. Do you, you know th- what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, do you think that's probably a struggle for people? Like. And to, it, like, like, do you think that's that's why like it's an issue for us to treat certain people who deal with certain things well because we think like you can't love Jesus and deal with this. Yes, yeah, because we like I said we've 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 highlighted certain sins. Look, I think the statistics Not our own, are very ones. very interesting <laughs> yeah. when we start talking about certain types of sins. Sure. And I've walked in certain churches like man. I wonder who in this building of 10,000 people or um, of a hundred plus leaders, which one of them is attracted to children. I wonder within this building who here has committed a murder Mm -hmm. or who here has committed adultery. Yeah. All things that would. Or who's committing adultery. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, and. and, and, Currently. I'm I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. No, Mm -hmm. but I mean. I'm just like, man, when I think about. People. Oh, the odds are in your favor. The odds are not oh. in your favor. No, no, no. So, in the sense of like, those, there's people. It's, there's it's people there. More, yeah, oh, there. yeah, yeah. People oh, there. Yeah, yeah. They're there. Yeah, they yeah there. no, they right? there. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so for me, I'm like present. Like, are the people that are speaking the loudest against things unwilling to actually address what's going on in their own lives? Because once you understand what God has done for you and has forgiven you, you of, you start being more gracious to other people. Offer oh, it. You know what's interesting? I think. And this is not like to take the conversation a different direction. But I, I think what's interesting is I think when you get into a place where, like, you're very judgmental or you take a pharisaical approach to, you know, the gospel, the faith, I think 
it kind of shows, at least in my personal opinion, it kind of shows that you have like a lack of self-awareness. You know what I'm saying? You have a lack of self-awareness in not just how you view people, but honestly, kind of like what you're saying, how you view yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, how is it that you could be so, like, so against somebody who struggles with sin, but expect this overflowing of grace and expect this overflowing of love when it comes to your own sin, right? Or... But that's the thing. I don't or, think they or, wait, expect he, it for themselves. He, I was just about to go there. Oh, I go think ahead, they, bad, there, there are some other people, and I, that's a great point because I was just going to go there. There are some other people who actually have an even more distorted view of themselves because they think because of the sin that they struggle with, they don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. And so then they turn that and say, yeah, I definitely don't deserve it, so why in the world would you deserve it? And I think it's so it's so interesting. It's, it really, it's kind of, it kind of saddens my heart to see because... I think there is a danger where you can be just close enough to God to see him, to watch and, and be a part of some experiences, but not truly know him. I think that's so dangerous. Um, and as we get ready to go to the smoke session. He paused, and then I pushed it. Crazy. No time. Welcome to the smoke session, the time where, where the live studio audience has the opportunity Mitchell to bring the questions, comments, the concerns, or the smoke. Once you push that button, it doesn't let you turn it off. I was about to turn it off. But like, you paused. I was like, okay, You could have turned it down. Oh, wow. Derwin is. Oh, bro, he, he wasted no time. Oh, my bad, my bad, Absolutely. my bad. Dang. Yeah, Dude, were you heard, done, bro? The moment the button was pushed. Yeah, we got up. Savage. But it was, that wasn't that. That's bad. number two. I want. That's the oh my gosh, <laughs> that was that was a long five accidental minutes. savage. Come on, that was a long five minutes. It was okay. It was. It I was wasn't talking for five minutes. No, 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 no. earlier, earlier. Oh, yeah, you know, you did, you did tell me earlier you wanted. That's yeah, you're right, you're right. We we got on a roll, bro. We got on a <laughs> roll. Sure, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to move it again, move it along. <laughs> no, you good. Uh, All right, talk to us, big dog. Here we go. Let me get turn the mic on. Yeah, I'm about to say you're gonna have to like to, uh, flip it the other way and then turn it around. You can also take it off the stand if you want. Or, or you just go to where the yeah, you can move up to it. Yeah, you can move up to you can move. You can scoop, scoop you could also take it off the stand. Yeah, take it off the stand. No, just take it out, take the mic out the thing out the hole. Yes, yeah, there you go. Uh, All yeah. right. Indeed. What's happening? What's happening? What's good, man? Talk to us. So it's been a minute since I've been here for y'all that are familiar with me. Formerly known as Texas Champions, DC the Beast. Oh, uh, before we go any further, you should know that, as Lil Wayne said, the block is hot, so the seat is hot. Oh that being said, happy Mother's Day to all. What a segue. The seat is hot. What a segue. What? No, no, we finna get unsafe. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, my gosh. All the great biological Jesus Christ, mothers. What? Because if you a transformer, you not a real woman. I'm dead. I'm just saying it like that straight <laughs> up. With that being said, I have a strong disdain and dislike for it. So for them? Yes. Okay. Individuals. Uh-huh. Community. Okay. Talk to it. Yes. So you have no, you wouldn't even see yourself befriending somebody no. in that community. Like my boy Tyson James said, said from CCG, I ain't never had no gay friends. Don't plan on having none. Got it. What? Oh, okay. Got it. Why not? And you're a believer. Sure. Yes. Okay. Hey. I have conservative beliefs. No, 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 no. What? What? Don't, hey, don't equate no. conservatism uh -uh, with what does that mean? Are you, do you believe in Jesus Christ? 
the black conservatives. That's like I believe. No, wish you could be a conservative. Conservatism is Christianity. Ah, shut up. No, get out. Get out. All right, so okay, because I would never equate them to. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus, but if I was, if you, if we're arguing, am I a biblical Christian? Am I submitting to the Word? No. Hey, that's. I just got to be hundred. So different. Right. Okay. Now continue. Very honest. All right. Go ahead. Thank you. I would be fair to say I'm a heathen. It is what it is. But uh, what was your your question? No, you already you you answered it. Okay. Yeah, you, you answered the definition, but why why are you why are you this way? Why, am I <laughs> why are you this way? Why are you this way? I was just bro, I was, I was, I was, I guess that was my I question. Know, I was like, what what made you what made you get why to Why are you this if way? If we looking at the Western culture and uh-huh. how culture is going, everything has went woke. Rather it's the liberal left or the conservative right. Mm-hmm. You even have President number 45, Donald Trump, that is compromising, bending the needs of the rainbow community. So it's affected politics. It has affected even just the hip hop music I love. It's like literally hard to even just listen to secular hip hop nowadays because it's either like full on gangster or it's either full on feminine. There's no middle ground anymore. Like the art, one of the artists I used to really love like year, years ago, pre-COVID, Jadena. He was fairly enough a traditional, what we consider traditional masculine man. Mm-hmm. Years down the line, I seen this brother start wearing dresses, wearing fingernail polish. I'm just unimpressed. It's like, brother, it's kind of even hard for me to listen to your music because you don't went full feminine. Mm-hmm. There's no traditional masculinity anymore. So it's like literally infected the music. It's literally infected the TV shows I watch. If anybody knows about Bel Air, the new version that they put out. It's gotten away from the traditional version that we knew years ago with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where they're literally trying to force this gay agenda. Like, they made Ashley gay. That never happened in the original show. So it's literally affected everything in culture. So I I have a strong disdain for that because how it's affecting culture as a whole with politics, TV, entertainment in general. Mm -hmm. Like, we've literally got... Far away from traditional values. Some quick rules of engagement. Let's let's refrain from terms like rainbow community. Can be seen as offensive. I don't think he cares. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care. I, for, I didn't for, ask for, if he cares. I said let's refrain from it. For the podcast, I, I respect it. Appreciate already. It. Okay, so um, <laughs> a few things. Uh, so equating traditionalism. Um, when you say that, are you saying traditional as in relation to Christian or biblical? Traditional in general, but yeah, when we talked about Christian and biblical too. Well, that's what I don't know what in general means for traditional. Like conservative traditional, traditional values. As, okay. Conservative. So conservative so like, politically. Aside from liberal tradition, like liberal values, like, like, that's what I say, like, like, I, I hear these terms a lot of times, mm-hmm. especially within the, what is, I guess, the right wing people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important to define the terms, because if you're saying, hey, we want to live in the 60s again. Okay, cool. That makes sense. We want to live in the 30s again. Okay, cool. That makes Surely sense. Surely do not. But when, but when we're saying, like, traditional, which traditional? Who's traditional? Westernized traditional? European traditional, African traditional, like, I, like, so where is the standard being dr- driven from and guided? And then also, are you equating traditional with whatever context you are with biblical? 
So I guess I would say, well, as a, since I'm a, a black American, I would say what used to be years ago, traditional American values, per se, if, if you want to ask me what, what I consider traditional when it comes to traditional beliefs and values. Okay. Okay, I, I guess that's an answer. Um, so basically, two-parent household, mm-hmm. uh, and is that, is that the simplistic way to look at it? Two-parent household, family, et cetera? Fair. But I will hold myself accountable since you asked that. Uh, to be fair, that is absolutely a traditional value. <clears throat> but I will be fair enough to say as myself, I didn't grow up in a two-parent household. I grew up as a single mother-raised boy. But I did still have traditional race values instilled with me growing up. Well, yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not to your fault, though. You know, that's not that's Yeah, not, I'm, not, that's not I'm, not, I'm not I'm not yeah, I'm not yeah. blame shifting or nothing like that. I'm just saying, yeah. like, even though I, I, idealistically, realistically, I didn't grow up in a two-parent household, a lot of traditional values were still instilled in me in my upbringing. But why the disdain towards people? That's, that's, that's what confuses me. Because if we're even being traditional and biblical to have a disdain towards a people group. It's not biblical. Is it because it, is it, <clears throat> is it because it was like, it's, it's <laughs> appreciation. I was struggling just now. Is it because it's attached <laughs> to politics? Like if politics weren't, wasn't involved in that whatsoever, or that wasn't involved in politics, would you have that much of a disdain in it? I mean, this is a general thing, but especially in politics, when we got literally people on the right, um, walking hand in hand with people like Blair White and D- Dylan Mulvaney, Mm-hmm. The reason why I don't even like to drink Bud Light anymore because we literally got a transformer on the f- advertisement of. Let's, let's, my watch, let's watch. Let's watch the name. Let's watch the name. We get it, it but we wanna we wanna remember it. that they made an Imago Day. So when we let's talk about them, we wanna it. talk about them like they got some value. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, mm-hmm. please. So that's that's and that's what that's what I'm saying, fam. Like like, do you think it's biblical to have a disdain towards people? Therefore, i.e., do you think it's traditional to have a disdain towards people? I mean, when we consider that Jesus was remorseful, I guess probably not, per se. Remorseful of what? <clears throat> remorseful of people's sins and their rebellion towards him. I guess if, he, if that's your argument. Well, it's, it's more just, do you think that Jesus was walking or would walk around modern day and have a disdain towards a people group? Would he throw stones? No. Yeah, for sure. And in, in fact, it would be a lot of the opposite. He'd be, he'd be doing healing work. And so I think that if we're going to talk about traditional values and equate that to biblical, I think it would be more conducive to act and treat people the way that the disciples acted, the Messiah acted, and the Hebrew community was called to act when it comes to operating with those outside of your walls, outside of your community. Of course, the Hebrew community has their own set of land laws. For example, I, I'm with you, fam. Like, when it comes to uh, how the Kenyan government operates, and they have literally abolished to the point of it is breaking the law to be homosexual. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. And what's happening is, is the Western culture is saying, y'all are wrong, you need to be more progressive. Yeah. And then the Kenyan president's like, all the Kenyans are saying they want this. Yeah. Your issues are not our issues. So don't act like you're pushing of something that y'all are dealing with and y'all are going through and y'all are moving forward in is something that the rest of the world needs to catch up to. Because mm. that's just another form of neo-colonialism. Making 
our culture the best thing that needs to be pushed towards other people. We need to go modernize this people group. So let's give them this technology, give them this mindset, give them this philosophy, give them this ideology. It's something that the West is very kin to do. I, I agree with know? the concept. I don't know that I would go so far as to outlaw. That's what God did. Homosexuality. That, no, that's literally what God did. In the Hebrew community, it was, a, it was breaking in the law. In a, in, 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 a, in a Hebrew community, yes. And that's what the Kenyans are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, so but I'm, I'm saying, like, in contextually, I don't... So, I, wait, wait. So you're are, not are, used to it because you're in America, but what I'm saying is, like, they're doing something that essentially would be affirming of the, of the Bible. Hmm. Talk about land laws, how to operate in the land. In the land. Okay. And so, I got you, and, yes. And I was going there because I'm saying, we're in America. Mm-hmm. So... As we operate in America, we are exiles in Babylon. Mm-hmm. We are literally going to and fro in a place that is not where God has complete dominion. And so sure. if they're operating in such a way that is outside of your values, then don't be surprised. Yeah, That's just how it is. Yeah. There are other options you can do. You can go somewhere else and live a certain way, but <clears throat> most Americans... Even if they're Christian, conservative, liberal, we like our freedoms here. We like being able, we have the most free country, you know what I'm saying? And there is a fault to that, and there are benefits to that as well. But I think we have to accept the benefits with the faults and just deal with it, especially as believers in this place. And I get, I get that. So here's the thing. Even though I have a strong disdain for it, I'm not, I'm not a fool on what you would call a fascist. I just... For me, I would rather shun them, especially in the right wing of pop, pop, right wing of politics. When it's like, I'm not going to name them. I'm just saying in general, I believe a lot of what's going on in the right wing side of politics is a lot of pandering for bro- votes coming up in 2024. Uh, that's America to, being America. I was about to say, yeah, that's yeah. that's a pattern. But, but, Welcome but, but, to what, American. You're politics. saying shun them, but that's how <clears> that, we're in America, fam. Mm-hmm. Like, go to Kenya. That'll work. That yeah. that, that that mindset will work. But you can't shun people in a place where they've taken. Refuge, mm. where it's a place where they feel free to operate in a way that their land, the land is saying, "Hey, we're cool with this. You can be whoever you want to be." Yeah, you know. And your thing is, we'll get out. Why? This is this is what the people have determined. We've we've voted. We've come up with these laws. This is what the people want. Now it may be majority some places, minority some places, but that is how the land is operating—a place where people can be free. That's America. Mm. Land of the free. There's a lot of freedoms being executed in this land. There's other lands you can live in. Which I, think, I, I don't I, think I it's. You. I don't think it's. I don't think it's conducive to say. Therefore, shun a group of people in a land that they're free. Caleb, you got something you want to read? No, I'm gonna let him respond. Then okay. I'll say that. I just. I just find it very disgusting that we're literally living in a society where it's, it's okay to mutilate mutilate children. Now, that's disgusting in the fact that we. We live in a culture where, where we make it okay for children to go to drag shows, and we literally make that socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. I find that very disgusting, and I'm unapologetic about it, but go ahead. Nah, for, for sure on that. I'm, I'm not here for that particular topic that you're talking about, but 1 Corinthians 5, 12, and 13, and I'm just like, man, this is something that's good for us as believers as we have these conversations. Uh, but it says, for what, have to, uh, for what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom are uh, whom you are to judge God judges those outside purge the evil person from among you so I'm not going to say we should have a, a disdain towards the people that's inside the church that is struggling with certain things but there should be a more heightened sense of 
uh, accountability and I guess urgency with them because they are in the fold than we have on the people that's outside. So again, it's like non-believers gonna do non-believer things. You know what I'm saying? And we yeah. gotta like we gotta keep that in mind. You know, as as the as the quote unquote disgusting as it is or as bad as it is, like they're gonna do what they do, but we gotta make sure that we're doing what we're called to do, regardless of what a politician does, what a politician says, regardless of what this school allows at their school, regardless of those things. You know what I'm saying? So it's like as we approach these particular people, it's like we approach them as Christ would. You know what I'm saying? Approach yeah. us yeah. um in this mug. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I, I I mean, I definitely I definitely don't agree. You said mutilating. I'm not sure to what um end like you changing, were referencing. Changing. Yeah, so in order sex for change, sex change. Yeah, sex so change. What, yes, and in, in order for people to physically do that, they'd have to essentially cut off their parts and they're mm-hmm. allowing um teenagers to do so. Yeah. Even yeah, but from my from my understanding that that can't be done without parental consent. Um, it can be if you if they get uh, emancipation from their parents. Well, but even that, that has or to be even like so. There's there's uh, there's school laws now that are essentially allowing kids to be in school, and then the teachers will then therefore support whatever identity they come up with. That's not mutilation, and, though. Wait, wait, but but with <laughs> oh, that as goes. well. But uh, yes, but it also it, it also then goes into pill taking. And so if you're receiving pills or taking pills, they don't have to actually report that to the parents. Mm-hmm. And that's something that can be done outside of the parents' consent. Legally, it can't. That parent, yeah, parents have to give legal consent for that to be, for any yeah, medication. Yeah, you think. No, no, no. Think. Like, literally, though. But, literally, that, though. but there was a bill that just passed. Um, I, I don't know where it was at, but they've actually, and, and a, a, a big part of the LGBTQ community is, upset about it because it's like yo you're you're relieving us of our rights but they basically said um that children are no longer able to receive it because there was a point in time when it was i think gender i think they're outlawing gender affirming care i think you always had to get medical releases in schools are common so you can't just give a child medication without they're not the ones providing it what i'm saying is like if they have access to it then what do you mean if they have access to it any type of consumption of a pill, any type of identity affirmation that doesn't have to be reported or communicated to the parent. You can do, like, you can basically, and this is something like, like, almost to the point where I was talking to parents before and they were saying um, their daughter's name and the teacher was like, I think you should choose a different name to call this person because they're not identifying by that gender. And they're like, that's my daughter. I'm gonna call my daughter by the name we named her. Yeah, you know I mean, what I'm I don't. Yeah. But that's but that's what I'm saying. Is like, teachers have the ability to have the audacity in some spaces. To yeah. then in some like in, in lots of spaces, sh- yeah, um, to communicate things that are counter household. And so it's literally the household yeah, yeah, yeah. versus the schools. I was I was more so asking, but the mutilation piece. I was trying to figure out what he was referencing. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. As as far as the the. Different sex, as you said, yeah. Like getting the like the like you were just talking about, <clears throat> like I gen- like body parts change. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. yes, sir. Okay, at a young age. Well, yeah. Like I said, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I would go so far as say mutilation because I, I, from my understanding, a lot of those procedures can't happen without 
parental consent unless a child is emancipated from their from their parents, which even that yeah. has to be granted to them by the courts. True, but, but they're, they're they're definitely pushing for it. Also, they're pushing, yeah, yeah, they're, what, they're, they're pushing for it. I think. What is a woman? Huh? Documentary? Have you have you heard about that? I have heard about that. Hey, yeah, go go check that out. I've heard it's interesting. To it's say very least. interesting. And <laughs> I'm, 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 can I say this? I'm, yeah, go ahead. Got I'm him canceled, this. huh? Got Matt Walsh canceled. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm gonna say this, and this might sound sound harsh, but uh, oh well, no, well, no, I mean, <laughs> you know, bro, you <laughs> kind of yeah. said it. Hey, we set yeah. the tone when we just had a conversation and a discourse and just conversation about mutilation. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I don't think everybody. Any and any, everybody should become a parent. I, when it comes to stuff like that, I think you, their kids should be taken away, and CPS should take them straight up. If they allow their kids to be mutilated, yes, mm-hmm. CPS should come take them. Mm-hmm. I look. I I'm not a parent. I, I I worked like like both of these dudes. I've worked with kids for the past ten years, and I can say I've seen. Almost every situation. I've seen a lot of situations, a lot, like a lot, a lot. <laughs> you know, I've I've been in situations where I've gotten calls to come pick a kid up because he's locked inside his bedroom because his mom and dad are literally fighting. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I've seen it to where like I've gotten calls in the middle of the night. This kid is thinking about you know taking his own life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I've seen a lot of different situations, and so like I would never go so far as to say that somebody is disqualified from being a parent because I've seen so many things that anybody could say, how could you let your child get to that point? How could you let this situation get to this point? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, Now I I do think there's wisdom as a parent in what you allow your child to do. Um, This is trivial. This is a trivial example, but I kind of, it kind of goes to the concept. I think I was very annoyed and confused when my parents would not let me get my ears pierced until I was 18. But I think the concept is, hey, you're a kid, you're a child, like, let's not, you know, make piercings on your body until you kind of get to a certain age to at least be able to somewhat weigh the benefits and the consequences. I was never allowed to get braids. I wanted to grow my braids out. I wanted to grow my hair out and get braids like Bow Wow in the fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. My mama said, no, <laughs> you're going to get this little ball fade that everybody got. Everybody. Side note. What's up with these little dudes now? They be having these intricate haircuts. I'm like, I had basically a bald head. <laughs> Every, haircut. Every haircut, bro. I don't get it. It's too much liberty. Take it, take, take it away. But you know what I'm saying? So I, I think there's wisdom in what you allow your child to do, right? I I I promise you, I do not as as understanding as I try to be, as um welcoming as I try to be. I I am a hundred percent against a parent consenting to a child getting a sexual change, a procedure. Right? Mm-hmm. I I I me for me, I'm like, hey, if you want to allow your child to be identified as somebody or, or some, as as a different gender, if you're cool with that, that's your household. And and, and so I, I I'd even go so far as to say that I definitely don't agree with it, but. I think there's just wisdom in what you allow your child to not do and what what they are allowed to participate okay, in. Okay, Elijah, can I respond? Yeah. This is uh, from My Northwest Local News, May 9th, uh, by Frank Sumrall. Governor Jay Inslee signed a bill into law Tuesday where minors seeking gender-affirming care in Washington will be protected from the intervention of estranged parents. Under the new law, Senate Bill 5599, children can mm-hmm. stay at a licensed youth shelter 
without their parents' knowledge while seeking medical treatments like gender transitioning services and medications. The previous law required licensed shelters and host homes to notify the parents within 72 hours when a minor came into his care. We know, and this is a quote, we know that young people experiencing homelessness are exposed to dangerous and harmful outcomes. That is why we must take every step we can ensure their safety. So it's homeless kids, though. We're talking about, you were talking about kids in schools. So what I'm saying is, like, um, for a child who is not being affirmed in their identity in their household, they can run away, seek refuge at a shelter, and then from that moment on, take action into their own hands and transition. Right, right, yeah. I'm, but that's homeless kids. We were talking about specifically in a school How context. How easy is it for a child to be homeless? You run away. Okay, but you were talking about the context in the context of a school. Of it. Yeah, in the school. We were yeah. talking about specifically a school setting. And what I'm saying is like, like for somebody in school, you can still be attending school. Yeah. And so if you're in school and your parents are unaware of what's going on, the school cannot give you medicine without a consent. I'm not saying, I'm, I, well, the school's not giving medicine like that anyway. I'm saying they don't, even, they don't have that type of medicine. I'm saying what is going on at school, it doesn't have to be reported to the parents. And then what is going on at the shelters doesn't have to be reported to the parents. What I'm I, saying is like yeah, I, the I think, kids are able to take actions to their own hands even to the point of transitioning. Right. But I'm saying in that context, that's a, that's a home. That's, that, that bill was written for homeless kids, right? Like a kid can't not, a kid cannot go. If a kid's homeless, completely different context. They're a ward of the state. If they literally don't have a legal guardian, di- different context. Well, they have but one. Wait, 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 what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is like, 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 like most, if they're un- if most kids that are like in homeless situations are runaways. There's not just like right. they're being kicked out of their households. And a lot of the ones who are LGBTQ are not being affirmed in their households of their identity. Right. And because they're not being affirmed in their identity, the solution they're having is, well, I'll just run away and receive the care that I want, and it'll be funded by the government. If you were talking about homeless kids earlier, then that's fine. I was, I, I thought you I'm were talking even, about even. I was talking about in school. Yeah, if you were talking if about there's in schools, identity it's that yeah. the parent is unaware of, it doesn't have to be communicated to the parent. They'll just affirm their identity in school, and then that'll be something that is essentially private. And then in a public setting, it's private. And then as something that the teachers will then affirm without having to have the parents' uh, uh, collaboration in that. Yeah, so my, my initial point was talking about mutilation, not necessarily like identification, because I was For responding sure. to the, the, mutilation. The, the main point is that that can happen. In a context, yeah, but... That's most contexts. Homeless kids, is, homeless, homeless kids is most contexts? What I'm saying is like, like the, the amount of kids... That are LGBTQ in that scenario. A large portion of them are homeless. A lot. Huh? Yes. I said a lot of them are homeless. That's what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. so if that's the case, then for them to receive the medical care they can get while also being supported federally, that is what bills like that are approving and affirming. And that's without the parents' knowledge. Before it was, hey, when this happens, even if they're homeless, you have to contact the parents. But that's no longer the case. I mean, yeah. Okay. If they're homeless, yeah. Definitely. For sure. I think that's right. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So I got a uh, rebuttal. I guess not to mutilate, mutilation, but to parent parenthood in general. Um, honestly, think think at least at least just here in the West, I think pa- parenting has started to get soft, real soft. And what I mean by that, okay, to be fair, that you can't as with your kids, you just can't like rule with iron fists. I'm not saying that, but I don't think there's a healthy balance between gentleness and discipline. 
I know y'all had an episode about sparing the rod some time ago, and I remember you saying that your kids shouldn't shouldn't fear you, and I disagree because as somebody that grew Who up, who said in, that? I didn't say that. No, 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 no. No, he pointed at him, Mr. Oh, okay. Elijah. He he made he made he he made he made the point that your children shouldn't fear you, and I, I disagree because as somebody that grew up in a single parent home uh-huh. that got they behind book plenty of times. Even though I feared my mom, to this day, I still love her. I don't agree with everything she said. I don't agree with everything that she did. But it helped me be be a very very emotional, intelligent, disciplined man as far as what I am. Regardless of me not really particularly maybe being a biblical Christian right now, uh, the the teaching that she instilled helped me be the man that I am today. And I give my mom the credit. Hey, mama. But that's it. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. No, definitely. I think uh, that's... Get your buttons right, bro. <laughs> My hand slipped. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was trying to cook yeah, you. Yeah, he was trying to cook you, man. Bam. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bam. yeah. What else? Bam. Talk to him. Um, You're him. <laughs> I am him. Dr. Thank you. Marco, Marco. Yes. I appreciate that. I'm hims. <laughs> hims. <laughs> Get another one. Get another one in. Ha. Wrong button again. No, I meant to do that. You meant it? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't have the short version of that yet. The ha. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, um, I think... I can't remember when we when we recorded that episode, but I think with, we were uh, with uh, with Chaz. Was that with Chaz? Four weeks ago. Why does that seem like so long ago? It's four weeks ago. It was only four weeks ago. But I think there's a difference. I think we were walking the line between reverence and fear, and I think having reverence for your parent can almost be, excuse me, likened to what you're talking about, which sounds like more of a healthy fear. I think there's difference there's a difference between being fearful of my parent, mm-hmm. right? Or better yet, living in fear of my parent. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's kind of what we're we're talking. I think a lot of parents try to uh instill respect, instill like this author this authority authoritarian kind of rule over their kid. Like, hey, these are my rules, this is my house, and I think that's beneficial. I think you need that. I think you need a set standard of rules. But I think there is, at least from my context and like a lot of my friends, like there was a point where we maybe lived in fear of our parent. And I don't think any parent wants their child living in fear of them. But I think there is a certain level of reverence, a a, a healthy level of fear. I can't figure out a, a, a different or better word for it. But I think it's... I, th- I think we know what uh, unhealthy fear is, but all those terms are things that we operate in within our relationship with God. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think so that's... how is that... So understanding how it looks with our relationship with God, I think you can also allow that to set the precedence for how it looks in relationship with children. I think I, I think that is the goal of every parent, right? But every parent doesn't operate perfectly the way God does in his parental mm-hmm. role. So you, so the response would be there's context where fear there's is, a, yeah, is there's the foundation. A, so he, it's just... He just is... Weary of the word because of typically how it's portrayed. I think more so living in fear of your parent isn't healthy. For sure. I think it's necessary, though. Uh, especially, yeah, I don't know, yeah. especially uh, let me ask you, Street, because we talked about so. this before. Is it, did, you say, did you say 60% of black men are incarcerated? Please correct. Please, please let me know. I, I don't want to get your statistics I right. We talked about it. 60% of, I never said that. We, we, yeah, no, that's what you said. Statistics. You get no, cooked no, too. No, 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 no. I want to assume I'm, he I, came yeah. with that bucket okay, hat, yeah, came yeah, to get yeah. work. Hey, that's that's just that's <laughs> irrational. Um, it's it's uh, one out of every three black men will be jailed or in prison in their lifetime, and um, it is the the question I asked you was six percent of the population 
it, or 6.25 mm-hmm. is black, ma- black men specifically. Mm-hmm. And it is 6.25% per- 6. of the population is making up, uh, I think, just south of 40% of the prisons. That was my, not 40% of black men are in prison. Yeah, that's, that's why 40% I asked. 40% of I didn't prisons, I, for yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. What was, what was that got to do with, with the gays? So, goodness. Because so, we were having. Goodness. He, he, was, he, was, he was rebuttaling off the, off, 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 off the fear, right? Okay. And yeah. I'll, I'll, what, I, what I asked that for is because uh, I make this, I don't, I don't know if it's contextually, but I make the assumption that a lot of that statistics as far as black men incarcerated comes from the thug dudes like that we see on TV, like the Young Gunners, the Little Dirks, and stuff like that. And in the black community, this is, this is the cool alpha guy. But that cool alpha guy dies early because he wants to be out in the street playing, uh, selling drugs and all that stuff like that. This is, this is what's considered cool, uh, the alpha Fs, whatever we want to call it. And so I, I believe, I believe fe- fe- fear is important within, in, in the uh, household so that your children don't end up in the street like that. They don't end up behind jail and have to do a lot, a lot of street, street BS. Yeah, I don't think that a majority of parents slash children in the black community are dealing with street BS. Um, I think that the impact of hip hop culture goes far beyond just black culture or the black community. Um, I think that the impact is most felt within the black community because of the conditions of the black community. And I think the conditions of the black community is systemic. Mm -hmm. And also I think that's a, that's such a, that's such a wide ranging problem that you can't just, Pinpoint one specific cause. Yeah, yeah. She not coming up. She was. Well, the chairs do roll, so they do roll. You can stay, Derwin. You can. Yeah, it's a couch. You can sit. Vibe out. Anybody else want to join us on the couch? Hey guys, we got chairs. Well, maybe not squeeze in right here because it's kind of. Wow, Trey. Wow. You're not accepting. You know what I'm saying? You're not affirming. You feel me? Join yes, the, you can. Join the table. Join the table. Get over here. We've got room for everybody. There's a seat at the table for you. Come on in. <laughs> Come on in. You, yeah, you got to. You got to. You're not even. You're not even in camera you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You good, bro? Come on in. Go ahead. Are you good? Let's let's talk to me, Ty. I just wanted to go where the conversation started. Thank you. Um, (laughs) There's a term called intersectionality Mm -hmm. um, that, because it is completely absurd for anybody in the community to say that their struggles are the same as black people, considering there are black people in the community and they are experiencing racism at the same time. And so intersectionality would say it's a tool um, that... Uh, or analytical framework for understanding how a person's various social and political identities combine to create different modes of discrimination and privilege. And so a person who is, let's say, Native American or black will be experiencing racism, systematic um, issues, in addition to uh, sexual identity. And I think that just needs to be said because intersectionality is extremely important. Yes, women are... uh, are fighting for equality, but black women are fighting for equality plus, uh, plus dealing with racism, all that. So intersectionality is very important to the conversation. Just wanted to bring that out. Also, in talking about um, 
specifically the transgender community, we're talking about a very small percentage of Americans. Um, the fact that we're making legislation based on 5%, there's 334 million Americans, um, and 1.6 million of them identify as transgender or non-binary. They're really not affecting us. And the, the fact, like, in a, oh in a, a now, are oh there boy. agendas being pushed? Yes, 100%. Okay. There are definitely agendas being pushed. But I remember when I, granted, 2008 was seven, six was a long time ago. But it was my, point, we yes. talked about this in my sociology of deviance class. Uh, it's just a very small percentage of people who are already extremely marginalized. What, what's the number you said? 5%? I don't think that's, I don't think that's legit. 5% of what? I mean, that's what... Population, she's saying. No, nah, that's... What, LGBTQ? No, no, no. I said transgender and non-binary. 5% of people identify as non-binary? That's a large number. That's a lot of people. You said 1.34? 1.6 million. 1.6 million. Identify as non-binary. Out of the 334 million. I can see the American. non-binary, yeah. If you throw in non-binary and transgender... If it's just transgender, I, I would make I was about to say, but also... 1.3 million, 1.6 million wouldn't be 5%. Are they calculating kids, too? Yes. Because I'll be honest with you, I'm not I'm not for that whole, like, what they say, oh, this is just a phase in their life, blah, 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 blah. I think with this particular generation, though, some of this is a trend. Like, they just making shit stuff up. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Bro, why you oh think... Oh, boy. Respect, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and so... I, as I'm, a, that's as, why I'm just, as a teacher I'm just trying school. to figure out if they're trying to, like, if they added those kids in that space. You know what I mean? Here's, here's the thing. It, like, it's Pew Research Center. Yeah, yeah. So, it's 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 it's, it's legit. What I'm, my, my thing is, whether or not the agreeance is there, I'm not going to... To make a claim like because there is a minority of people that believe this and operate in this way, we shouldn't we shouldn't listen. legislate yeah. or consider these people. That's a dangerous because precedent to set. If it's one point six, maybe with some deviation, that means there are more transgender people in America than there are Native Americans. Yeah, and so if that's the case, should we stop giving a billion dollars of aid to Native Americans having free schooling, health care, etc.? Should we take away their reservations? Take away like, reservations. Oh, I it's wasn't like, trying to go down that slippery slope. But that's but that's it's, that's, it's that's what it creates, slippery. though. Oh, okay. That's what it because, creates. Because like when when you, when you say like yo like like yeah. don't consider them because they're not. Now I get it because you're saying there are more people that are not for this. Now here's the thing: the tough part is in a place like Kenya. 99% of them are like, yeah, not only are we not affirming of this, we're not going to support it. We have people who are, okay, I'm not going through it, but I let people live the way they want to live. That's just how our society's set up. Absolutely. And so if that's the case, then legislation, we have to be law, they're gonna, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm like, yo. Pick a place you want to live in America if, if the legislation is uncomfortable for you. Or just move. But if y'all think things are going to get better, no. <laughs> we're in America. That's, this is not a Christian nation. I don't care what people say. You it know what I'm saying? So if, if that's the case, then why are we surprised 
when the world is doing stuff the world gonna do. I don't I don't know. It's interesting to me. My, but my, but my, I think that like it, it is a slippery slope when we start saying it because okay. of smaller but okay. But my whole point of saying that was just like this is already a marginalized group of people who are already suffering. And so it it feels like we're intentionally attacking and some like okay, so like the whole mutilation thing, totally against one hundred percent. Especially since like, uh, if we think about biological changes of the body, we think about puberty. Especially as a middle school teacher, I'm constantly thinking about puberty because I have to deal with it on a daily basis. Um, so sending your child through any type of it's unethical and it's just plain evil, just because the body's already going through several different chemical changes on its own. But I was just saying for like, this is a marginalized group of people that is already suffering greatly. Facts. And they also need to be protected as we think about them as image bearers. I agree. And not demonized as the people who are coming after our children. Yeah. Because it makes me think of in a totally different realm in a different space that it, depending on what political party you follow if you were to get on Twitter black people are being demonized and seen as these barbaric people that can't be controlled and are extremely violent and we only make up 13% of America and the laws aren't there to protect us and we're seen as and we're demonized even though we're in the image of God yes. there's even some transgender um Advocates uh, and people who are just like they, they're transiting themselves, and uh, what some people call uh, drag queens themselves that have literally like spoke against the teachings of these things in schools. You know what I'm saying? And with children, so like there's a there's a war, there's a war. It, it, not in, I guess you can say can't say can't say war necessarily, but there's definitely some tension even in their community with concerns that. Pass it back this way. I'm just gonna go this way, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, the tough part is for me is understanding that uh, <laughs> the reason why the legislation is being pushed is because as we're on one end saying this is not safe, they're on the other end saying it is safe, and so if they are doing these medical procedures for the safety for the care and for the medicinal use of protecting their rights and their choices, then that's where we end up. But like, if the debate is what's safe, what's not safe, look, wisdom will be shown by her children. So time will tell, you know, if this is, if this is an era of life where we're just acting a fool, you know what I'm saying? And stuff is going off. We'll be able to see that within a hundred year span, you know what I'm saying, and reflect on that, and then be like, man, you know, during this era, the da da da. But I think it's irrational to expect a place with no biblical standard to act biblically. And so, if we're calling them to be a biblical standard, what are they going to use? What are they going to do? How are they going to operate? Because that means we literally have to rid of the entire system. Because the main issue with the system is capitalism. That's the main issue. And that is the reason why Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. It wasn't because it was just gay people. It was capitalism. 
They were treating the poor wrongly. They were treating people unfairly. I'm going to read the scripture, actually. Let me see. I'm going to go here real quick. You won't go nowhere. I said, then it's you. Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 49, 1649, it says, Behold, this, okay, as I lit, mind you, and this is, this is, this is, God declaring, hey, fam, yeah, Sodom, they was, they was trash. But my people, y'all are, y'all are worse. Y'all are, y'all are acting a fool. And this is the reason why. As I live, declares the Lord God, your sister, Sodom, and her daughters have not done as you and your daughters have done. Behold, this was the guilt of your sister, Sodom. She and her daughters had pride. Excess of food, prosperous ease, but did not aid the poor and needy. They were haughty and did abomination before me, so I removed them when I saw it. Samaria has not committed half your sins. (laughs) You could look at the word abomination there and make it about gay, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of more abominations in the scriptures than that. But the thing that it says... The displeased the Lord, it was y'all had plenty and y'all still treated people poorly. Mm-hmm. Greedy. You neglected the poor. That is why Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. And so, yes, we can focus in on this, but the reason we're not a biblical nation is because we are treating people unequal. Mm. We're treating people unfairly. We are providing an access for a certain amount of people and we're not considering a marginalized group of people. No matter how prosperous, no matter how uh, majority or minority, if people, if we're not able to see the value of the Imago Dei, the image of God, the life of a person, seeing that they have blood and a heart that beats and it was God who created them and we treat them differently, that is what gets you destroyed. That is what gets you murdered. So, are we worse than Sodom and Gomorrah? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's you know. I'm, I'm not gonna. And you said it. I mean, raise up four so we can talk. I'm proud of you, black man. <laughs> I'm glad you're proud of yourself. Can you please that, turn that, up channel that four? Was an accident. I I I really didn't understand what you said, but now I'm hearing raise up four. It makes sense. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I have a question about like what your guys' thoughts are in terms of legislation of how, what to what extent should Christians be involved and to what extent should we push for a certain legislation? It's something that I think about often because I agree with everything you're saying about like, well, non-believers are going to do non-believer things, but like obviously we draw lines at certain points. Do we just draw those lines when non-believers agree we should draw those lines or is there something else that we should try to a biblical a biblical standard that we should try to push for but like you were saying it's like if they don't want to agree it's a biblical standard like is that something that we should expect from people so it's like if that's not the standard then what should the standard be it's just it's something that i wonder i don't have an answer myself I'll be close. no i was just gonna say this i i can't answer that fully here but here's my thought process 
I feel like regardless of if it's made a law or not, whatever the scriptures call us to do, we must do. You know what I'm saying? Um, when it concerns like the, the the push for certain laws, there I think I think there's so much details you would have to go through to really answer some of them questions. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, yeah, I don't know, I I don't know. Like so, for instance, like if let's say for instance there was a law that was like, yeah, if you homosexual, you, you can't um, you you can't get housing in these certain spaces. I with everything in me will fight against that law. Take on humanity. You know what I'm saying? You, you, because, yeah, because you, you, you're going against the Imago Day. You know what I'm saying? Um, if there was a law that was just like, uh, that's a sensitive one. Ah, whatever. Um, <laughs> wedding case. Huh? Wedding case. What you mean? I know what you're talking about. Uh-uh. No, no, no. I was going to say, like, businesses to support. abortion. But when I say abortion, I'm just talking like, ah, I got pregnant. I don't want this baby no more. That's that's who I'm talking about. They'd be like, yeah, free willy-nilly for them. I, I'm not for that. You know what I'm saying? So if they were just like, yeah, like, there's a, I don't know. I wish I would have thought through that all the way. But anyway, if there was a law that was, like, for that, I'd be against that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I, I guess it, it just really depends on like if it's going to diminish the Imago Day. I think that depends on that, that's how I'm gonna fight for it, you know. But I remember we had the lot, uh, the clip played uh, three three weeks ago, three four weeks ago, and it was a um, a Christian nationalist boldly proclaiming as a Christian nationalist. He's oh, like, yeah. they call me a Christian nationalist because I say we need more of us in politics. I'm like, yeah, let's get in politics. And I'm like, cool, that sounds good. But the issue is, is that no matter who you go to about some, now I'm all for representation in the government in America. That's cool. But when we start talking about whether or not because someone is Christian, they should be in politics, let's play that game. You as a conservative, Okay, do you even confirm that Catholics are even saved or Catholics are Christians? Okay, oh, well, that goes 50% of the population of Christianity. Let's knock that out. Oh, then we start talking about the woke Christians. Oh, let's knock out another huge chunk of Christians in there. Who are you really wanting in politics? Sounds like you want some more conservative Republicans. It's not about representation of Christianity. It's about representation of your ideology. Yeah. So I think it's important to do what we talked with our brother um, Theo Blue said. Mm-hmm. And it was like, understand and recognize your bias even with reading the scripture. Yeah. Culturally speaking, we can address certain scriptures and topics, etc. And then if you're in different areas, it's not the fact that the meaning of the scriptural change, but how, what it means to you will be different in different cultures. And I think that's a beautiful thing because that is affirming the fact that we're a body and we're a multiplicity of beings coming together and being diverse in unity. So as we look at the scriptures, I think that understanding your bias and understanding that there's a way that you look at this that somebody else might not look at it. But anything not done in faith is sin. If you're operating in a way that is, you know it is wrong when you're doing so, then you are in sin. But I feel like you should vote understanding the scripture as the foundation, right? But 
the issue is that I see personally is we've fell for the lie and been duped to think that there are only two parties that exist in America. And because of that, we're either going to vote Republican and either going to vote Democrat. I've heard a lot of people say, let's go for the lesser evil when they talk about these two parties. Why don't you go for a more holy party? There's other parties that exist. But we we are dead set on, if you're not voting Republican, you're not Christian. If you're not voting Democrat, you're not considering the hearts of the people. I'm like, there's other, vote, vote something else. Yeah. But they don't want you to vote something else because it's not as impactful. Not realizing that Dr. Seuss said it best. You know, a person is a person no matter how small. Use your voice. Because <laughs> as that little 1% shows up in the ballot, that 1% may become 1.5%. Right. But we're, not, we're thinking of the now and not thinking of the future. I'm thinking futuristic. What does it mean as a community? What does it mean for a people group mm-hmm. to consider the fact that we can make an impact? Yeah. The fact that even Kanye put a little bit of dent and got people mad because he got people voting for him. You know what I'm saying? That's hilarious to me. And that's in the book. That's in the history books now. When they talk, to, when they tell Kanye's story, they'll be able to say, "Man, he actually got some votes. He had a million. <laughs> he had a million people vote for him. That's, that's wild. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's funny. But it also goes to show." All you need is a little bit of impact, a little bit of representation, a little bit of power, a little bit of money, and then you can have people that will advocate for you. Yeah. Interesting. Life's just kind of damn don't know what that means. It does it every time. Um, yeah. Is that like a motion sensor somewhere? Or? No, it, it does it. Nah, it's done it for the past three weeks. Um, I think your question was, what policies should we push for? Not necessarily what policies, but it's like – like how far should we push for Christian standards existing for the nation in general? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I definitely echo what what they said. I think uh, Mitch brought up an interesting point about Christians getting into politics. I've always found that very interesting because the American political system. It's built on a lot of things, one of them being compromise. And negative, negativity. And neg- negativity, but compromise. And, and and for me, I'm like, as a Christian in politics, how can I stand by what the word of God says when it is uncompromising in a system that literally, for you to be effective, you have to compromise. Yeah. So I've, I've always thought that was an interesting concept. You know, vote for me. I'm going to uphold your Christian standards. Shut up. No, you're not. It's not possible. <laughs> uh, how far should we push for biblical standards? I, I, I think it, that's a tricky situation. I, that's a very, very tricky situation because, like, like, like we've been saying all, all this whole time, we're not in a Christian nation. So we would literally have to uproot the system. We'd have to burn it all to the ground and start over. I think you shouldn't, though, then just con- completely disconnect from uh, the political, you know, the political sphere as a Christian, because we're still called to have an impact, make it have influence, you know what I'm saying, make a difference. I think it's how we do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know a lot of people who don't vote. I know a lot of people who go to church and they say, yeah, I don't vote because it's not going to make a difference, or I don't vote because, you know, kind of like the lesser two evils. I mean, to, to be fair, like, it's all evil, so it, it's not. They're not. People aren't wrong when they say they're voting for the lesser two evils. It's it's evil. It's just one. Unfortunately, it's not as evil as the other. Like it's still. It's all evil. Uh, and a lot of times, it's their own opinions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You know. So I, I think people also use that argument to like mask, you know, 
voting for things and yeah. not having to, you know, account for what they're voting for. Um, but I think it's it's I think I, I, I align with what Caleb said. I think there are some things that I would 100 percent not be for that you would think a Christian should want to vote for. You know what I'm saying? I, there, I think anytime I see legislation being written in, I I don't just look at like the headline. Oh, they're outlawing gay marriage. That's the headline. Bills when they're written in, they're pages long. Yeah. They are so yeah. long. Yeah. Like they're so long. Like that. Like uh, when Roe v. Wade was overturned, people people thought the only thing they got rid of was abortion. Not true. There are states. To this day, they're still fighting. In some states, it's law. Where if a mother is giving birth and her child's at, at risk, they can't, you know, abort the baby to save the mother. That That's what that law made way for. And people are like, ah, oh, it doesn't really happen a lot. Well, all it takes is one time to happen for it to happen to you for you to want to, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. also not really how legislation works. Like, it's not just... Well, One if thing. this never happens, yeah. then don't worry about it. It's like the law is there so that if it if it's a possibility, then this is what the consequence or result is going to be. Which is why bills are often so long. You know what I'm saying? So like I think I think that's what's so tough to me about our our, our political system is it's riddled with loopholes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I could say I want to push against, you know, you know, lowering, you know, percentage rates on annual taxes or whatever. And in there, I could say, oh, yeah, I could discriminate against somebody based off of their criminal history. I can, you know, you can, write a, you can write anything into any bill. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I think I more so look at what's written in the bill. That's why it's so, so interesting to me. And I say interesting. I'm going to stop saying that. I think it's really disheartening to see churches rejoicing over certain legislation being passed because I'm like, you didn't read the bill. You didn't even read a news article about what the bill has in it like if you did you I don't know that you would be rejoicing over this you know what I'm saying so like I think it's I think it's tough I think I, I personally look at like okay what is this bill trying to accomplish what is as much as I can what is actually written into this bill and then I go from there mm-hmm. but yeah I, I just it's 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 a compromise it, system it calls you to compromise and so I don't know that I could ever be yeah. And I was about to say, too, and, uh, I was about to say, I think as believers, though, we do need to be aware of our society, what we got going on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? In general, um, it gives you things to pray for. Uh, it gives you things to fast over. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. I think we miss the point when we are just like um, of, of being believers in these spaces, because we got to remember, like these politicians, like they are humans made in the Imago Day as well. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Who are making these like crazy laws like, man, we got to pray for them cats. We got to pray for heart change. We got to pray for all these different things. You know what I'm saying? So, like, um, but at the same time, it's like knowing what's going on in your city, in your state, you know what I'm saying, in America as a whole, I think it's good. I ain't, I ain't saying you got to, like, be a whole politician yourself or, like, really, like, digs like some of these other cats do. But I think it's good to have some awareness of what's going on. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Facts. So. Gotcha. Yeah, facts. Got you. I think the sort of last question I thought that I have is, like, for the kind of person that I am, it can be very disheartening and kind of like this large undertaking that has to be done in order to see not only just like we we're talking about earlier, not just having converts, but having people who their heart has changed and they're actually new people and, you know, having the spirit be alive and all those extra things. Uh, but because there's so much complications with, you know, the bills are mad long. What does this even mean? 
who do I actually vote for? Like so many questions that I actually need to have answers so that we can practically do things. Like what would you say would be good to like, how do you encourage that person to like mm. seek this out or mm. take this little action in your community or whatever like that would be? Because I think it can be really hard to have a conversation like this and walk away being like, I'm so hopeful for you know, my community being different, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I would say everybody That's plays a, a part. I would say everybody plays a part, but don't think that it all rests on your shoulders. Yeah. Um, I think that's a balancing act of understanding that I have a part to play. I have responsibility here, but it's not on me to be able to show up and fix everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't work, because that's working in vain. It's think, that's, that's a part of it. It's thinking that, like, oh, if I don't work hard enough, this problem will never change. That's just not true. But that does not mean you get to be lazy and apathetic and just sit on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a part watch to play. And watch the world burn or watch it not burn, whatever. You know, or just watch the world. Like, you have a part to play. The Lord has placed you strategically where you are at. And you have a, a, a sphere of influence around you. And that includes social activism, political activism, you know, evangelism, uh, being involved in your church, discipleship, mentorship, all these things. And so, like, you have a part to play. No matter how big, how small, you have to be accountable and steward the role and part that the Lord has specifically designed you to play. That's good. Yeah, I, I would say, um, do you attend the mega church? No, we go to the same church. <laughs> well, technically, we have we have campuses, so we might be a mega church. I don't yeah, know. Campuses, yeah, that's, 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 that's big. Yeah, we got. I, I think I think, I think that is one of the. We're technically a mega. I guess we're, we are a part of. The, I don't want to do air quotes. Please don't. Please don't. Don't air, don't air our dirty <laughs> church y'all, y'all logic, please. Plants. <laughs> y'all have plants. Okay. Yeah. No, not yeah. plants. Campuses. It's yeah, campuses. Yeah. Different than plants. We're just not at the campus that Didn't is the, the mega church. Get planted? But, this might be a semantic, uh, semantics argument. For sure. No, it did get planted. No, commonly, that's black people talk. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. It, did, it did get planted. <laughs> Fair Park got planted. This did not get planted. Okay, it gotcha. did indeed. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so essentially, I think that is one of the benefits of being a part of a church collective that is massive. Um, uh, marketplace representation. So more likely than not, you're going to have politicians that are in your church. And so... Uh, for example, we have uh, constantly, uh, when it comes to voting, our church is very pro-voting. And so the politicians at our church mm-hmm. that the elders and leadership and pastors affirming of, we'll have them come and speak and say, hey, this is what we're going for. This is things that's happening. And this is how we feel like you should vote on in helping this happen in the PTA, in the school system, in politics, etc. And so I think that the encouragement would be utilize the resources available to you. Yeah. You know, and if your church is a church that has a lot of marketplace representation, more so likely than not, you're going to have somebody in there that's involved in politics. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to link up with them and say, hey, okay, what's going on? Okay, are you a part of the Republican Party, part of the Democratic Party? All right, so what can I be expecting? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if this is happening, how are you going to – how are you going to respond to this? How are you going? To and if they give you the answer, you know what I'm saying, then that's cool. If they give you a political answer, then you know where to move on from there, mm-hmm. right? But I, I, I don't. I get how somebody could be disheartened because the issue is same way for me. I went to Capitol Hill for the first time with the mindset of actually going there for the purpose of challenging 
and asking about bills and asking about policies. And I went in there, and I didn't have the best experience. Like, the person they had me talk to wasn't that well-informed of the topics, wasn't that well-informed of uh, even what we were saying to the point of he wasn't able to do anything. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, well, you know, as things like this happen, um, these are things I can talk to the senator about, you know, and just on the side conversation said, I'm like, oh, so this isn't really going to get pushed at all. He's like, yeah, but the more people talk about it, the more it gets. So this, this stuff like this is good. I said, I would hope so. You know, but at the end of the day, for me, it's more about um, what can I do or who do I talk to directly mm-hmm. to make sure that this is something that moves forward. Mm-hmm. Even if moving forward means, hey, put this in a place where it can be held to the side or, hey, move forward into the abyss because it's not going nowhere. But I just want to make sure there's a resolve, not just in limbo. Mm-hmm. So those conversations. But I, I did that because I talked to the people. And so I think we try to solve politics without talking to politicians. We try to solve issues in government without working with the government. Yeah. We have to work with the government. We have to work with the politicians. Mm-hmm. And there are, it's not that hard to find Green Party Christians in Texas. It's just nobody cares about them because they're the minority. Right. But if the, the, the thing is, I think we're just content with understanding that conservative means Republican. And because conservative is Republican, I've seen people affirm the negative, nonsensical, immoral actions of Republican people because they're more loyal to the party. And so their loyalty to the party makes loyalty to the person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, you can be a Republican. And still call out the nonsense of what's going on in the party. Facts. Yep. But That's both the, sides. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Both but sides. the issue is, it's like, the moment I speak out against this person, I'm no longer able to get funding. Yeah. I'm no longer able to get support anymore. And then I won't even get my votes because most people are for this person. And I'm like, yo, we need more Nathans. We need more people willing to call out sin. Mm-hmm. Call out people that are acting a fool, yeah. no matter who you're affiliated to. Mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with the, go- with the government. I don't have an issue with the groups. I'm just like, yo... Are we going to call out people when they're wrong? Yeah. Individuals. Yeah. And I just see a lot of saving face for the purpose of saving money. Yeah. Capitalism. Yeah. Now, I think that's good. I was about to say, uh, one of the things you brought up was just like talking to politicians. Um, I think in order to be able to, um, uh, for those that's just really trying to like get out there, it's just like understanding what's going on around you. Uh, just starting there. Like what's going on in your city? Right. You know? Exactly. Uh, there's a lot, you know. One of the shorty came to a podcast a while back talking about the PTA, and she was just like, "We need our parents to come to these meetings. We need people to come to these meetings, you know, because like as we come, we see the issues, we know what's going on. That's when actually like change can actually happen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so this idea of like I don't bring value or my vote don't count, like that's nonsense. You know, uh, where you show up and where you learn and you grow and then you start making decisions based off of what you know, enlightened by the spirit is going to help you to make some good decisions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Last question. DC. So I got two piggybacks. One piggyback for you. You made the statement about Kanye. I think the fact that he wanted to run for office is a grift because I'm going to keep the stat to you like this. Explain grift. Petty, petty swindling. Okay. Petty so, swindling. I learned about that word for the first time today. It was it was, it was more of a point of just like yeah. <laughs> having influence and then running people. It, it can it can impact 
even if you're not majority party, et cetera. I'm saying he ran Republican, but I just think he was a good example of like shaking things up and then still having people vote. Yeah, yeah. Let me hear the, point. the point I'm I'm trying to make with Kanye is that okay, cool. Kanye is high intellectual. I will give him that. Kanye is a great entertainer. Kanye is a great businessman. But as somebody that votes Republican on the ballot, I don't want him running specifically because he has bipolar disorder. I think because of his episodes, he's incompetent on a on an emotional intelligence level to be a good leader for our society, straight up. Uh, now, to piggyback off of you, I guess two things. The one about the the, the trans community, um, we like to make them victims. They're not victims. They're regular humans that have fake hormones. And that's fine, but let's just call it fake hormones because there's only, scientifically, there's only two genders. Um, another thing to piggyback off of you is that you talked about black women and et cetera. I'm under the impression, I don't, I'm going to tell you straight up, I'm not a pro-black, but I am pro-American. I don't think that black people are victims. And I think a lot of pro-black politics are very victimhood mentality. Um, I believe my people, or black people as a whole, not everybody, but in a general sense, black people are a very emotional race and we lack a lot of rationality. Obviously, in this, in, in this, in this group tonight, we have rationality without getting in our feelings cool but in a general sense i think the black race is very emotional when it comes to politics when it comes to stuff about reparations etc because if we keep it a stack we live in a land of the free home of the brave right and the bible talk about uh you are overcome by the blood of the lamb right so why are we complaining about this and this and that and it seems to not be any solutions it's more just like a lot of crying and complaining rather than finding solutions is what i'm understanding so how can you find a solution if you if you don't? Well, he he, he I, th- I think he was saying I said the victims. No, no, no. I was piggy- piggybacking off of her argument. Well, the, that was with women, but like you said, with the trans community. Fair game. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, again, I don't think anybody actually put that out there, but I, yeah, I don't, the, there are victims within the trans community as there are victims in any community. I would and, say, yeah. Definitely, there there was a, I can't remember when it was, but there was an epidemic of I can, I can't remember, so I won't I won't even speak. Getting attacked, yeah, yeah, yeah they were being attacked. I, I was going to say, weren't, weren't there? Well, there was a string of like homosexual murders, right? Or transgender murders. Sorry. Yeah, community yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah, you you could say whether or not you want to call them victims, that's your personal opinion. But I think there's a there's a conversation to be had about them being for sure discriminated against. Mm. Um, now, two, you not being pro-black and pro-American, I would say that makes sense because historically, America has not been pro-black. They have been pro-America. Welcome to um, America. Yeah, so, I mean, that makes sense. Now, I guess my, my rhetorical question would be how can somebody find solutions to a problem they are unwilling to address? To be solution-minded, you first have to address a problem. You first, have to, you first have to put out there what the issue is, why it's an issue, who it's affecting, where it's affecting them, why is it such an important thing to address, what does it look like, what are the adverse reactions to this, to this issue. So to say, like, we can't address a problem, one, I think that's a little short-sighted to say only be solution-minded. Let's not talk about the problem. Yeah, and, and two, and, and it's definitely one of those things where and within that, 
with, with, in, in, within conjunction to that, because I know we're closing as well, but within conjunction to that, um, bruh, the sentiments or the ideology that black people are worse than or the most of something in the community, like we're the most emotional, that is very rooted in racism. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's rooted in this inferiority complex Mm. That we are just the most responsive when it comes to something being brought up. And so, therefore, black women going to do this or black men going to do this. And I'm like, name me a race that doesn't have that same reaction if you, just, if you give the right trigger. That's yeah. everyone, man. And so I think it's detrimental to look at what you would even call your people a certain way that makes us inferior. Because isn't it also part of the conservative mindset to understand that we all have our own self-accountability. Absolutely. So how is it you having your own self-accountability, but you're making yourself inferior to the rest of the culture? Mm. Why are, are, are you not in equal standing? If we're in equal standing, that means we're equally struggling with certain things. It just looks differently. It shows up differently. Absolutely. Each culture has its own issues, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's beneficial to, to view the black culture in an inferiority complex. Yeah, my, my argument is just that we're very we're very emotional, especially when name it comes me a culture that isn't. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, why are you saying we are? Like like people are very emotional. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so like like if I say the Agreed. right thing to a right room of white people, they'll get they'll get upset. If Absolutely. I say the right thing to a, the right group of Asian people, they'll be upset. It's now mind you when you are introduced to a community and a people, irrespective of your choice, you were forced to be here, and now you built the country, and then now. There was no repairing. Yeah, I think there might be some damage there, and there's still some trauma there. So there might be even more sensitivity, but we're not more emotional. Or and, less I, and I think even to that point, like my second point was going to be like, to say that we're over-emotional or we are quote-unquote emotional, to his point, we're human. All humans are emotional. Absolutely. But I think moreover to the point, we are reactive to a problem that continues to persist. So we're not speaking out against something that, uh, as some people would say, oh, it happened 400 years ago. We're living in literally the ramifications of it. Like, it just keeps showing up differently. Jim yeah. Crow, yeah. redlining, all yeah. these different things. Like, we, 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 can't, we can't even move past this problem that America had at its inception yeah. because it continues to persist. So I think, yeah, sure, you can say we want to be solution-minded, but solutions aren't even on the table because the problem can't even be properly addressed and acknowledged. And if the problem does come up, it's actually like lightened in a sense. It wasn't right. as bad as y'all keep saying it was. Right. Like, excuse me? Like I've heard that in several conversations. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's and and these, even statistically like... Quotes and statistics are coming out and I'm like, people are using these stats without understanding, using these facts and data without understanding. And all that stuff is really just... Um, easily refuted, yeah. and I can't. You know, I love I love hearing it because I'm like, oh, okay, let's start talking about stats and data. Then let's. I, I'm, I'm here for it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, final yeah. thoughts. Let me let me just bounce off of him real quick. Go ahead. Um, final thoughts, final so thoughts. I, I just want to use a clear example real quick. Like, okay, so clear example. I was working a, a shift at IKEA today. Uh, clarification: This is not my job. This is just why 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 I work uh, for extra money. But it's, it was it was a, it was a young black man. It might be a little bit older than me. I was working with. Yeah. Uh -huh. A lot of stuff that he was saying was very rebellious because, oh, we were talking and I, 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 I talked about submission. And he was like, I ain't trying to submit to no white man. But I'm like, you're submitting by being here. Thanks. And he was like, well, I'm an independent. He was like, I got this app and I'm like, in my mind, it's like, yeah, but 
you're not independent because you're still signing on somebody else's app. So often, although you have this, I don't want to submit to the quote-unquote white man, you're having to submit when you come into their job, whether you, you like it or not. And that's all I got to say. Sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, like I said, man, I think it's very interesting to kind of take that perspective of black Americans black culture, whatever. But I think you really have to do a good job of like understanding what the problem is and how that affects people emotionally. Because if somebody is responding, if you if you if you see somebody responding in a hyper emotionalized state, it's not for nothing, right? You know what I'm saying? Nine times out of ten there's something that they're responding to. You know, even if it's a secondary emotion like anger or frustration, it's a response to something. So, yeah, man, I think, yeah. But I'm being kicked off, so this is the end of the episode. Uh, appreciate you for tuning in Wait to another episode of Black Men Do Talk, where we have overdue conversations from black men perspective. My name is Trey. This is Noah. That's Caleb. That is Street Hymns, and that is DC, the Beast. Please remember to like, share, comment, subscribe. We will catch y'all on another episode. Love people, y'all.